to fi- uh, fucking Sabermetrics. Jesus Christ, I can never do this introduction right. I, f- I even forgot I was supposed to say anything for a second there. We're out of practice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to uh, Sabermetrics, a uh, sincere and critical examination of the Fate series. My name is Sierra. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Iris. My pronouns are also she, her. And we have a guest today. Hi, my name's Kim. Uh, my pronouns are also she, her. Uh, and Kim is with us to talk about Fate Hollow Ataraxia, um, because l- we've been a little bit harsh on the game. Oh, oh, I hadn't yeah. noticed. Listen, I want to, I, I love every scene Bazette is in. Every part of the game that's the actual okay. game where Bazette shows up, I love okay. her. She's perfect. Also, Karen, uh, generally, I love her too. Uh, and honestly, I think it, I think it would be nice to have a sort of like alternate take on things yeah. uh, okay. for this final episode okay. of Fate Hollow Ataraxia. So, yeah, as a uh, as a as a as a like a, a prelude, uh, Fate Hollow Ataraxia is my favorite video game, uh-huh. uh, and I I am I I enjoy quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have also heard that M enjoyed it a lot as well, um, because I saw them tweet about it uh, when they posted that episode of Abnormal Mapping. I deliberately I deliberately avoided that episode because I didn't want to taint what I was going to talk about here. Uh, but I do know that much. Yeah, uh, I have also talked about Hollow Ataraxia uh, on M. Like I, I guessed it with M for abnormal mapping, uh, and they uh, adored it. Which, gotta admit, bit, I, w- I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I, I think getting some diff- getting some different opinions, uh, further reinforcing my own, and like shooting you all down with uh, <laughs> with my attacks and logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just uh, beating you into the dirt uh, will so- will be a fun time. Okay, so uh, now that the game is concluded, I want to say, like, firmly and definitively, I like, like, a solid half of this game. Yeah, I, I'd it, probably it is just, say that I well. have to fight the other half of this game to let me get to the parts that I like. And, like, okay. the parts that I like, which is, like, every scene with Bazette, every scene that isn't, like, the slice of life stuff, I, I think is genuinely fantastic and often like this ending i think rules like it is almost on par with uh they could have they could have just stopped making fate yeah the if they just stopped making good. fate here i would have lost <laughs> my mind it oh, was, they like, go full fucking kingdom hearts with that ending it, no it rules it's the it's kingdom hearts if kingdom hearts were good <laughs> uh, oh. i want to argue oh uh, yeah not, not what we're here for uh huh. Listen, w- that's gonna be our second podcast, the podcast where I'm just actually mean every episode. <laughs> uh-huh. I I already talked about too much Kingdom Hearts with Luke already. I can't do another Kingdom Hearts podcast. <laughs> God, that's so fair. One is already too many. It feels like. Yeah. Um, but like it, I I think this ending is like, excluding a specific scene that kind of taints the rest of this ending, like. I think this ending is on par with the ending. I like it a little less than uh, Heaven's Feel, if only because, like, I like the game as a whole less than I liked Heaven's Feel. But, like, the ending just in and of itself I think is fantastic. And the actual writing in this game, when it actually is allowed to 
the writing is like fantastic. It just feels like I'm swimming upstream half the time to get to the stuff I love. Yeah, I may be slightly kinder on it, but only because I think I enjoyed more of the slice of life stuff mm-hmm. on average than you did. Um, I'm even the slice of life enjoyer. I, I don't know why none of this slice of life stuff worked for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think um, before we go too far talking in generalities, let's go ahead and I've I've sort of done a color coding thing here for the remaining scenes we have to get through uh just so i don't spend like three hours on the plot summary uh because we're going to be going through 10 loops to get to the end here i'm um just as like a er, preface i'm not going to have very much to say about these 10 loops because i played them before my computer exploded like two months ago (laughs) Yeah, so sort of uh, starting with loop 13 here, uh, the primary thing that happens during loop loop 13 is setting up what is going to happen uh, on one of the later uh, loops where Rin basically gets roped into helping solve the archery club's leadership problem, and she suggests going to a training camp together to help form closer bonds. Uh, Shiro also volunteers to help out, uh, and he volunteers Rin, uh, since she was the one who suggested the idea. So they are all going along. Uh, and that will come up in a, in a future loop. Uh, but until then, let's skip ahead to loop 14, uh, where I did do a f- somewhat detailed summary for a scene that happens in Ryder's room. Uh, so Shiro finds Ryder making an appointment with a beauty salon. They get to talking about hair care, and she mentions that she has to go frequently, but doesn't particularly enjoy it because of all the mirrors. Shiro asks why she dislikes mirrors so much, even though a mirror isn't inherently dangerous to her. She says uh, that she was actually defeated by a type of mirror and offers to tell her backstory to Shiro. During her battle with Perseus, back when she was known as Gorgon, she had activated Breaker Gorgon, self-sealing Temple of Darkness. Fucking kick-ass name, by the way. (laughs) That name fucking rules! A great magical barrier that would seal an area and imprison the consciousness of any person caught inside its radius within the mind of Gorgon, and they would be rid of any abilities they may have had in the outside world. Perseus had no way to avoid it, but he did figure out a trick. He opened Cabesis, turned it inside out, and allowed it to swallow him whole. Uh, Cabesis is like a bag he had, I believe. Uh-huh. A special mythical bag. Um, the concepts, uh, quote, the concepts of the world inverted. The inside of the bag became the outside, and the outside became the inside, end quote. This caused Breaker Gorgon to be aimed inside itself. Trapped in the Temple of Darkness, created by itself, startled by a nightmare of its inner wounds, the Gorgon suffered as Medusa, a nightmare beyond all nightmares. The monster despaired at the reflection in the mirror of its own self from the time when it still had a sense of self-awareness. With Gorgon paralyzed, Perseus used the weapon Harp to slice through its neck. With her story over, Ryder explains that mirrors do not cause her any physical discomfort, but they do cause her mental distress. Despite that, she can't bring herself to hate Perseus, since he himself was also tricked into his situation by the gods and ended up becoming a decent person. However, she still could not like him. 
Searching for a way to explain her feelings in a way that Shiro can understand, she eventually settles on describing him as a, quote, a successful Shinji, end quote. Which is <laughs> the so fucking thing anyone's ever said. Holy shit. Good lord. Uh, Shiro, it's, it's, that's a really damning way to describe Perseus. Uh, Shiro asks what she saw in the nightmare, and she narrates seeing herself being bullied by her sisters. However, she tells Shiro not to get the wrong impression. The thing that paralyzed her was the joy of seeing people she thought she'd never meet again. Quote, It is not unlike the situation you are in. I was being whipped around by everyone, but those were still the best days of my life. It might, in fact, be the fear of reminiscing about those times that bring about my hatred of mirrors. End quote. Um, which is a roundabout way for Ryder to say that Shiro likes getting whipped. <laughs> Jesus, he—he he, no, he's just—he—he's just being the housewife for like a dozen people in his life. He you know, really just... is. Shiro has extreme wife energy, and honestly, yeah. it's maybe my favorite thing about him. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this backstory uh, has a lot of stuff I I do like in it. I'm less a fan of like the weird uh, sister bullying stuff going on there, uh, and the whole Uriel and. So there's going to be stuff later with that <laughs> that make me a little uncomfortable, mm. um, but that we'll get to that later. Uh, but for the most part, I liked this backstory quite a bit. I like getting more stuff from Ryder. Ryder's really uh, yeah, good. Yeah, I got I got the mirror shit, and I was like, damn, same. Like, yeah, it do be like that. Huh? <laughs> it mirrors do be causing psychic damage. <laughs> uh, what do you think here? Uh, oh, right, yes. Um, there is a very brief scene that I literally decide to talk about here because uh, I just am desperate for any more Rin, Rin, uh, Rin Saber content. <laughs> okay. Um, Aren't we later all? this day in the Tosaka residence, Shiro tries to help Rin unpack her luggage but is immediately punished when he accidentally handles her underwear. Before he leaves, Rin remembers she bought a souvenir for him, a long scarf. Quote, I'll let you decide how to use it, she says. Ah, you can warm Saber up with it or something, end quote. <laughs> Just Rin, Rin wanting Saber to wear a scarf she bought. Uh, Just desperate for some scraps. Just here. anything. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyway, date. Why did I include this one? Oh, right. Yeah, so there's there's a kind of fun scene in day two. Uh, that leads to a, uh, basically, like, Kuzuki invites Shiro to, like, well, actually, Issei, Issei's older brother, who rules, I love, Uh I can't remember his name right now, (laughs) um, but, uh, he ropes Shiro into basically help clean, helping clean the temple. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, And Kuzuki invites Shiro and Issei to take a break after they've been cleaning for a while. Um, and while they're eating, uh, Castor enters, uh, and Shiro, for some reason, mentions that cooking doesn't seem to be her forte. Uh, and Kuzuki suggests that Shiro should give Castor some cooking lessons. It rules how much Castor is wifed up in this game. That part, yeah, she is. She is so. She is so happy to just be wife moded for real and not like 
a horrific monster for history. It's it's outstanding. Yeah, it's and, great. Caster is maybe my favorite part of this game of like the slice of life stuff in this game. Yeah, cast the basically every caster scene in this game is very good. Her and her fucking jean jacket. I'm just like, you are living, you are enjoying things to your best abilities. That outfit is simultaneously like the most. It is like the most mom-looking, youthful thing <laughs> on the planet, and it's incredible. I love Caster so much. Yeah, and this sets up a a future scene uh, in another in another loop where she actually does come by uh, Shiro's house to cook, and Saber arrives and is like, "The fuck is Caster doing here?" <laughs> uh, but then they bond over food because yeah, it's like a peace do. offering. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I love it. Um, I just wanted to mention that because I like Caster a lot, and that's uh, a very fun little uh, series of sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and then uh, that same loop, we also get introduced to um, a couple other side, ca- uh, another so- another side character uh, called Neko San. Yeah, uh, who's like Shiro's boss for his part-time job i believe i think so yeah uh she rules her her eye she's one of those characters where her eyes are constantly closed mm-hmm. she's constantly uh, making a cat like a like a the cat face yeah which means she's a gremlin yeah of course um, and i love her she doesn't really have any plot important role i just think she's neat she knows taiga she bullies taiga she's stronger than taiga Oh, she does bully Frankly, Taiga. Frankly, everyone should bully Taiga. It's very funny to me when it happens. <laughs> uh, she, Taiga, and uh, uh, oh, I just lost his name. Raycon. Uh, Raycon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Ray- Raycon were all classmates when like together, and so oh, that they, makes sense. Yeah, they all run into each other, and they're like, "Oh, haha." And just like yeah. catch up. Oh, right. Yeah, Raycon is the name of Issei's himbo older brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all three of all three of those people, I love. <laughs> Makes sense that Issei would have the best older brother because Issei is just the best. God, I love Issei. <laughs> uh, Issei is real good. Speaking of Issei, uh, later that same day on on day four of Loop um, fourteen. Uh, Sakura, Mitsuzuri, and Shiro convince Issei to uh, let the archery club hold the training camp at the temple, conveniently leaving out the fact that Rin will also be there. <laughs> <laughs> Little schemers. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're they are not going to tell uh, Issei that his frenemy crush is going to also be there. Um, Every time I see a scene where Issei and Rin interact, all I can think is that one Tumblr post that just says, uh, uh, you want to fuck me so bad it makes you look stupid? Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I love Issei and Rin interacting every time. It's real good. Uh, let's see here. Loop 15, um, we have, the only scene I want to mention on day one is that there is a brief scene with Rin at the school where she collapses uh, and Shiro uh, takes her to the inf- uh, Shiro like eats lunch with her on the roof and she agrees to go on a date with him I will cover that briefly later on um, then uh, 
Up next, day two, this is where some important stuff starts happening for the plot. Uh, the, the overarching plot, I should say. Um, so first of all, we get... Well, this, this one isn't plot relevant, but it is maybe one of the most important scenes in the entire game. Uh, this is the saber soccer scene. Yeah. Uh, so there is a there is a scene where Shiro is uh, sort of wandering around in, in the station front, and he sees Saber like at a park playing soccer with some kids, and she just and, like, and, and in his clothes. She's wearing Shiro's jeans and white shirt from like the yeah. Heaven's Field. It's beautiful. Yeah, she she's great. She looks great, and like she doesn't really. She's not super familiar with how soccer works, so the kids are having to explain to her, and she's uh, she's she's accidentally using too much strength. Yeah, she like point. explodes the ball. Shiro has to create a new one. Yeah, Shiro like uses his his magic to like fix it without them noticing, uh, and it's just a very sweet scene. It's so uh, pleasant where we see Saber interacting with other people mm-hmm. and getting to be Artoria and not Saber mm-hmm. um, seems uh, sort of the, ch- the, the childhood that she was denied. Yeah. Basically. She, the, the scene like opens like so well. Cause like, it, it is just like the park from a distance and like, you can like hear like, I think it's like playing like soccer sound effects or whatever, but like you yeah. can't like see Sabres there. And then you see like some head pop-ups and it's like, Oh, there's some kids. Uh, and then, like, oh, Saber's there. And then it, like, gives, like, a full CG of Saber, just, like, big grin on our face, just kicking the ball around. It's like, oh, my God, this is perfect. She's having it this, the time of her life. She is thriving. She is in her zone. Mm-hmm. She's going to kick these kids' asses the moment she learns what the rules are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, mm, there's like a 60% chance these kids continue to fuck with her and she <laughs> continues to lose. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really just a scene that highlights for me how good of a character Saber is. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much was left on the table by the Fate Root, really. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't, uh, doesn't, like, Kid Gilgamesh also show up to, like, bookend this scene? I, that I sounds can't... right. I can't remember. Oh, I didn't uh, in, in this scene yeah. or something like it, like, Kid Gilgamesh shows up and she was like, hey, you're not going to be, like, fucking weird about Saber, are you? And he's like, no, I'm baby. Oh, yeah, that I think that occurs in a different scene. Okay, okay. Um, But yeah, the, the whole Kil- Kid Gilgamesh thing is just so weird. <laughs> he is simply baby. I don't <laughs> he's know baby. So about that. Um, For now. But yeah, th- this is probably my favorite. <laughs> scene uh my favorite of the slice of life scenes in the entire mm-hmm. game it's very good it's a strong strong contender uh then next we do have a plot important scene um so with no other servant left to turn to shiro goes to the harbor and asks lancer if he could help him defeat Bazette. uh because as we may remember from the previous time uh shiro tried to face Bazette. Uh, he encountered a little problem with her fate-altering uh, weapon. Yeah, he got um, completely fucking owned. He's like, man, yeah. I need something that can alter fate to fuck with this. Uh, you got any of those fate things? <laughs> you ever, hey, Lancer, you ever heard of fate? <laughs> no, what's that? Uh, Lancer asked a few questions about her appearance as if he was familiar with her, and... Uh, uh, 
And this is where I suddenly realized that Lancer's earrings match the one that Bazette was keeping. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. do. Uh, Lancer comments, quote, ain't no reason to fight after you kick the bucket, end quote, and refuses to Shir- and refuses Shiro's request. He says <laughs> he'll do any... rules. Yeah. <laughs> he says he'll do anything else to pay back the favor he owes Shiro, but that lady is an exception. Quote, even if the king gave an, or- or- gave an order, I'd still refuse, end quote. Uh, that will... We'll obviously come back to that later. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Then next up, we have the training camp. Uh, Shiro heads the camp without Saber, who refuses to come along. As everyone files in, they notice that Rin is missing. She apparently stayed up all night attempting to fax a script she wrote to everyone, and she's not answering her phone. <laughs> Ryder yeah. heads out to go get her and also try to convince Saber to join everyone. Meanwhile, Raiken enters the room and begins to tell the group about the temple's history. A while later, they get to the they uh, get to cleaning, and Shiro overhears a commotion coming from the track club side. Rin has finally arrived, and Makidera is mad that she's been cast as the monkey in the play. Rin has to de- Rin has decided that she will be the director, and reveals that she's brought along some help: Saber, Archer, and Lancer. Archer and Lancer wearing the most just got back from a gay bar clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you could possibly imagine god kind of yeah like yeah uh they all practice the momotaro script that rin faxed them which is very it's very funny that rin faxed these giant scripts <laughs> it is a good goof uh after practice is done shiro cooks food from the for the group and tasks saber with p- portioning out the salad as they work, Saber mentioned that she's glad she was able to meet his friends and apologizes for initially being so cold. Saber is just happy to be involved <laughs> and meeting people. It's true. Uh, n- next day, uh, this uh, camp thing continues. Uh, this is day four. Uh, the play finally wraps up and gets favorable reactions from Kuzuki, Taiga, and Reiken, who acted as the judges. In the afternoon, the servants leave and only the students remain for the final overnight stay. We now pick up where the game started, the evening ghost story session. This time, when Shiro takes his bathroom break, he remembers why he came here and notices the mysterious girl from the church running toward the back hills. He pursues her to the back woods, determined to catch her before the date changes in less than an hour. When he reaches her, she tells him her name, Karen Hortensia. She explains she was the person sent in order to investigate and supervise the Magi who participated in the Holy Grail War and study the surge of activity exhibited by the Holy Grail. Suddenly, the sky turns black and a mountain of corpses appears on the hill that spawns the Shadow Beasts. Karen says that she has nothing to do with the beasts and they ignore her. The only person they will voluntarily harm is Shiro. The beasts were never alive to begin with, simply forgotten remains. She tells him she'll protect her back and to survive uh, until the date changes. As the monsters rush in, he activates his magic circuit and begins projecting countless weapons. For this night only, the limits of his ability are decoupled from his physical limits. He isn't running out of magical energy, and even his projection speed isn't slowing down. 
Weirdly, Shiro seems to start enjoying the fight just before it ends. Karen calls him disgusting, but tells him, uh, but tells him he passed the test. The current him can go no further, but another gap has been filled, and they can meet again any time now if he desires. G- basically, telling him that good job, you pass another flag. <laughs> it, game mechanic has happened. Congratulations. Uh, but also with like a, a bit of a hint of a reveal that we will get more uh, blatantly later. Yeah. That that Karen is someone who is like very aware of this like looping happening. Yeah, and... K- Karen is aware of it like even more so than Shiro has obviously been aware of it so far. Like Shiro having been willingly uh, oblivious, Karen is like explicitly yeah. aware. Yeah, Karen's like, okay, uh, we're out of time for this one, but find me next time. Uh, I'll fill you in a little bit. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, which basically means that we we now have, like, church meetings that get unlocked in uh-huh. future loops. But first, um, the start of Loop 16 opens with a little flashback sequence. Uh, we open with a proclamation that is clearly meant for Kukulin. The druid tells him that until the day comes when this land and this era itself disappear into the ocean, all will know his legend. However, his light will fade quickly. Once that day comes, he will sink into the oblivion beyond the horizon. Six years ago, in the spring, Bazette became acquainted with an an executor of the Holy Church, Kotamine Kyrie. This this motherfucker... (laughs) After both their teams were nearly annihilated by each other, he proposed cooperation. As long as he could dispose of the soul of their target, Bazette could do what she needed with his remains. They met twice more after that incident, proposing cooperation each time in secret. One night, on their third meeting, she told him the story of Kukulin. Kyrie, ever perceptive, deduced that Bazette was attached to the story partially because the boy's dilemma vexed her. Quote, which one weighed the most on him, glory or untimely death? Isn't that what you want to know? From what you have told, it would appear to be neither one. I do not believe any decisions were made. He rushed away right after hearing the divination, never having questioned it, did he not? He must have known he would live that way from the start, end quote. Bazette realized that's the part that truly made her grieve the hero who would not even attempt to change such an unnatural fate. Much as the priest understood her, she understood that Kyrie was a man who neither hated nor nor loved anyone. He would not associate with a human being. That was the last conversation she had with him, and they stopped running into each other. Except for later on when we realized that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will uh, definitely run into each other at least once more. Well, yes. he'll he'll run into her and like f- violently, yeah, and yes. then she'll run into a sharp object. Uh, but for now, Bazette is suppressing that uh, memory. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in any case, we uh, on day one we get our first uh, church meeting. Uh, Shiro enters the church to find Karen playing the pipe organ. Rather than interrupt, he decides to sit down and wait in the pews. He notices that the way she plays seems like this is her way of praying. He reflects on the purpose of a church and concludes that in order to believe, and to make others believe, they gather to create these spaces that are far removed from those familiar in daily life. It acted as a cornerstone of a shared illusion, the crystallization of prayer for tranquility and forgiveness of daily daily trespasses. 
Shiro, however, feels nothing. He compares it to a wasteland, devoid of human life. Uh, Shiro, my impression of this particular scene was, damn, Shiro is real. Get is really getting the... Shiro is like starting an atheist YouTube channel right about now. <laughs> the, the fake games religions, specifically with Christianity and with churches, is so weird. Yeah, because like this, this stuff is real though. Like it, yeah. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Not only like, a magic is real. B like there are priest wizards. That like is the a thing. Type, like, yeah, type moon, type moon, and like just like Nasu as a person is like very interested in like Christianity and like what like yeah. that like massive like overwhelming source of like people's like ideals and stuff means especially like like mm-hmm. fate is just like a lot about like these like massive organizations and places like pushing down and like yeah, ruining absolutely. the lives of individual people and like he just like you know he's like let's pull catholics and that's just like a real thing to like give comparison yeah. to magi church well so, i mean it, it, the entirety of fate stay night there is uh-huh. like very feasibly a read you can make uh on like the distinction between organizational faith and yeah, like, uh, absolutely. faith is ideal. Like it, it, the uh, uh, Catholic Church and like the Magi Association as uh, structural evil uh, compared to like functionally the ending of Heaven's Field being like the realization of Heaven being the creation of kingdom of he- the kingdom of Heaven on Earth is like okay, Nasu, you're clearly interacting with, like, Christianity and faith here in, like, a very real and meaningful way. And so it's weird to have quote-unquote Shiro go into a Reddit atheist uh, (laughs) argument about it here. Uh, But that still makes sense to me in that, like, um, I I mean, we don't have to play coy because we're just talking about the rest of the game. Shiro is Avenger. Yeah, um, it, ma- like, it makes more sense once you get the reveal that, like, this this is not actually Shiro. And it's yeah. not even Shiro being a possessed by Avenger. This is just it Avenger is just pretending Avenger. to be Shiro. Um, but, like, the ending of this game being a fundamental rejection and, like, uh, of that nihilism, of that, like, specific flavor of nihilism that seeks to wallow and stagnate, um, like, that is both, like, everything that uh avenger and angermainu was even in the first game and especially in this game uh-huh. and then uh for him to be espousing that makes a lot of sense to me here yeah absolutely yeah um it, it would make sense that avenger is like ah this is all bullshit and fake this is cringe and gay <laughs> yeah 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 um, that that does seem like something he would say yeah because like avenger doesn't believe that humanity can become better uh so why would he believe in anything that espouses like forgiveness and like coming together to to ostensibly like work toward uh a better state of humanity um (laughs) like at its at its sort of ideal form Mm mm-hmm uh, so Karen eventually finishes her performance, and the pipe organ suddenly disappears as she rises from her bench. Karen tries to offer him tea, but Shiro isn't in the mood for niceties. He bluntly gets down to asking questions. First, who is she? Where has she come from? And why is she here? She says she was temporarily appointed as the church, church's caretaker. However, she is an, however, she is an executor in a legal sense. 
She does not possess the authority or ability to pass judgment on heretics like Kyrie did. Shiro then asks if she found the grail, since her presence here would suggest the church believes there's evidence of it reappearing. She confirms that something that appears to be a grail in function exists, but her task is only to investigate. She cannot delve deeper or secure it herself. He tries to ask her where the grail is, but she says she feels the presence of evil in those words and refuses to tell him. Unfazed, he asks about the monsters instead. She can't tell him because she made a promise. Furthermore, she says, if I did tell you, it would damage your pride. He then asks why he saw a monster come out from her body. She explains that although she cannot be possessed, those who have a high degree of sensitivity toward the supernatural can experience symptoms like, like possession just by being near actual victims of possession. She was what her master referred to as masochistic pneumatic automa automatism diathesis. She's like a she's like a canary in a coal mine for demons. Like whenever there is a demon yeah. or something like yeah. evil and wretched nearby, her body just starts like going through like oh. indescribable agony. Yeah, she just like automatically uh, starts reacting to the presence of quote unquote demons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, whenever she gets near something that is possessed by an evil spirit, her own body will produce the exact same symptoms that the demon would have caused. Uh, finally, Shira wants to know why the Grail has come back. Karen explains that everything in Fuyuki is wrong because someone wished for a never-ending loop in order to keep fighting. The Grail has already been obtained, and this current reality is the result of their wish. Shiro asks if it's all fake. She says only one person is fake. Which we know at this, which we yeah. know because we finished the the novel at this point. That the one fake person is Shiro. Uh, the events that occur in the loops are no illusion. She tells him she'll help him, but he must be the one to fix the reproduction of the war, since he won the first version. In order to stop the loop, either the one who made the wish must willingly give up the Grail, or Shiro, aka Avenger, must defeat them. Before he leaves, she asks him why he's so rude compared to the other time she's met him. <laughs> he says if they had met anywhere other than a church, he wouldn't be in such a bad mood. Yeah, that, that's something I wanted to, like, bring up, because, like, the entire mm -hmm. time, like, his entire, like, the style of, like, Shiro's prose in this scene and, like, all the other church scenes, he is so bitter and angry totally at, like, different. everything. Yeah. It, it is so different from, like, Shiro's very, like, mellow, very, like, general, like, reactions to everything. He is, like fucking furious at karen at this church at like everything that comes to mind while he is sitting here and it's like it is a very sharp shift though like even when i just like read it like months and months ago i was just like Yeesh. yeah he is like nakedly a different person yeah almost in this scene. absolutely and like it, it makes sense when like the reveal comes later it's like oh okay yeah that makes sense um yeah it, it is like naked the obvious that there is it's like the same sort of reaction uh, where he is like, oh, yeah, there's the big black hole moon. And he just d very actively is not thinking about it. Like, there's very <laughs> clearly something more happening here that Shiro is just choosing not to acknowledge. Yeah. Uh, and that that knowledge is that he doesn't actually exist. <laughs> He's not what he actually thinks he is. Um, but that will come up much later here. Um, let me think here. 
Oh, right, yes. So next up is the sort of fall, is the conclusion of the, um, is the culmination of the, of like the Rin and Shiro date promise. Um, so Shiro basically goes to the, where they were supposed to meet up, but Rin turns out to be, uh, to have a very bad cold. Um, so Shiro goes over to her her house to take care of her because, uh, Rin is being Rin and didn't uh, didn't bother to ask for help before. Uh, so they have a, a kind of s- a sweet scene where um, he makes oatmeal for her and uh, they have a, a cute discussion and then Rin asks him for a kiss and rates his attempt as a 6.5 out of 10. <laughs> Fuck, it rules. So, she just ethers so char- this boy. It's so charming. Like there this is a very this is yeah. a very good scene for them. It's real good. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Fin- finally got a good Rin scene. It only took two games. <laughs> yeah, you really like it it is very interesting. Like Rin, Rin was a character that was like very suited for like action and battle in like Fate Stay Night. Like she was in her she was she was in the mode when she was like, "Okay, I can just like kill people, I can fight people." And like mm-hmm. the, the problems came up when she like befriended Shiro and everything but like yeah so like chilling in a slice of life zone she's really just been like kind of adrift and like just getting to like sick and like not totally trying to be her usual very like harsh self is like oh she's she's going through it but Uh yeah well it it also kind of feels like the story doesn't really know a lot of what to do with her when she doesn't get to be action Rin and so it's nice to get this Uh scene where it feels like oh they they it, figured out it, what they want to do with Rin. It, it does feel, it feels like the story is like very like aware that like okay, she's a very like action oriented person and like in this like very peaceful slice of life existence like she is not like they, there's a reason that like she is just not in the story for like the first half of it because like she would not mesh well with like this like empty like very like slow moving peacetime cuz she is a very active person that is like wants to yeah. fight everything. Uh- yeah, I, I also if she was in that... the first half of this game, she would have killed half of the cast in, like, three different loops trying to solve <laughs> the issue. Uh-huh. I also like that they... That it feels like they finally hit upon uh, this is why I liked the, the Shiro-Rin relationship in the yeah. first place, mm-hmm. as it was in Unlimited Blade, Blade Works, uh-huh. uh, in that it wasn't... Uh, like, it was Rin like knowing that she was attracted to Shiro and like the reason that she would occasionally be Sundere was not that like uh she I, I feel she like she has it... a fundamental inability to understand how to accept affection or care because yeah. she is a traumatized child. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um and 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 this this very much like Rin is uh Rin is softened in this scene because of her previous relationship relationship with Shiro, but it's still coming from the same, like the whole setup for this is coming from the same motivation where Rin did not ask for help previously. And like Shiro had to call her to find out she was in such a bad state because mm-hmm. Rin just never thought to mention it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, and Shiro basically is like, no, I am, I'm, 
we're not going to have the date because you're incredibly sick and I'm going to help you. <laughs> and you're just going to deal with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and it's real good. Yeah, they... I, I, I like this scene. It's, it's very uh. strong. Oh, yeah. Then um, immediately after that is another... Uh, is is another scene that isn't uh, isn't as amazing, but I do like the start of it, where Shiro enters Ryder's room to fa- return a book, and finds Rin closely examining Ryder's hair. He asks what's going on, and Rin says, "Isn't it obvious? Ryder's hair is so beautiful. I just gave in." <laughs> uh, just more bisexual Rin moments. Uh, so I include it entirely for that. Other than that, it's not really worth mentioning. Yeah, fair. It's just, again, one of those things where it's like, uh, there's no explanation for this that's heterosexual. I'm sorry, Rin. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see here. You have, oh, bo- you have several Rin, girlfriends to go with Rin your is, boy Rin is, Rin is just supportive of women. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Very supportive. Uh, immediately afterwards is a fun, is a completely pointless but very funny scene at the harbor. Um, where previously, like, Archer was in a competition with Lancer for Yes, yes, yes. Now adult Gilgamesh is here using Gates of Babylon to summon multiple golden fishing rods to beat both of them. Yeah, sure, fuck it. It's so good. I really like this scene, because it is just Archer and Gilgamesh are getting so into this, like, fucked up competition, and Lancer's just like, man, I just wanted to fish. Yeah, yeah, Lancer just wants some peace and quiet, and it's totally ruined for him by these fucking tryhards. Yeah, 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 like, Archer's like, oh, I, I've enhanced my fishing rod, and it's, like, top of the line, Gilgamesh is like, I have every fishing rod, and Lancer's just, like, with this stick and string, and just like, man, man. <laughs> I, I want an image of uh, Lancer wearing the fucking women fear me, fish want me shirt. <laughs> oh, God. It's got to exist. That has to exist. Oh, please. I'm, um, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then day four um, of loop 16, we went to the forest ruins again for another quiz that just unlocked the... It unlocked alcohol scenes at yes. the residence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all of the kids... Like, the main, the main cast is now old enough to, like, drink and, like like, alcohol and just, like, hang out. And I think this part, I think this, like, those, like, zone of scenes are all so charming. There is something, like, very appealing about these, like, like, I don't know, these kids just, like, like, Rin's like, hey, Shiro, you just want to hang out and have a couple beers? And, like, Shiro's like, yeah, sure. And it's just, like, regular. And I'm like, yeah, this is just, yeah. this is just homies. Yeah, they're not, yeah, my, I, they're not my favorite, say, but they are pleasant. I will say these back half slice of life scenes I like a lot more than the front half. There were, quite, part, there were quite a few I enjoyed, yeah. In part because, like, stuff also happens around these scenes instead of nothing happening for, like, multiple loops. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this unlocking alcohol also comes with the... Uh, uh, with the downside of the fact that the... Uh, I, I sort of unlock the, the last version of this stay for the night scene at, at the castle... Uh, where Ilya does, in fact, invite Shiro to sleep in her room, and I just skipped the scene. Yeah, I, I have like, no nope. idea what the scene was. Really? I, I saw what the CG looked like, and I was like, I'm not doing this. 
No, nope. it's 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 like nice. It is like very. It is. Oh, is it? Okay, oh, it just, is. Yeah. No, I I, okay. I I wanted to draw. This is like one of my favorite. I did not scenes. trust it. It. This is like okay. Fate Stay Night and also Hollow Like it is. It is a. It is a joke. It likes to play that. Oh, like you know, Ilya route. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. But this is like one of the purest and like most. Like they are just like he is an older brother who is just like hanging with like his little sister and she is like sad because like her dad died like their dad died and she is like alone in this massive mansion and like doesn't really have anyone to like confide in and she was like okay there's like something fucked up in this loop there's something like wrong i could go out and like fix it but right now i am just going to like stay here and like hang out with Ilya and like just like go to bed like be be there for her until she falls asleep that is really sweet. I am glad that this scene is good and not horrifying. Like <laughs> I'd kind of assumed it would be based on both like the fan base and the joke, the fact that the game keeps making this joke. Yeah, no, it, it the game doesn't earn like any like confidence, but I this is like one of a handful of like Ilya scenes that I think the game mm-hmm. does like really really well. Okay, well, with it, that knowledge, I'll probably go back and and read it then. Um, what I will say because when Ilya is written oh, well. Ilya is one of my favorite characters uh-huh. in the game. When, yeah, 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 yeah. She is actually written well. Uh, it's just that Hollow Adderactia has been real hit or miss with uh-huh. Ilya. Uh, yeah, so what, what I was going to say is, like, uh, I, I think this game hits less often than Fate Stay Night does with Ilya. Because um, I think Ilya, especially in the uh, back half of Unlimited Blade Works and especially in Heaven's Feel, fucking rules. Oh, I yeah. love Heaven's Feel Ilya, Ilya so is much. so good. Um. And I think when she, I think a lot of like that, the minigame scene was cute, but like also kind of interminable. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, half of the scenes Ilya's in in this game are either a nightmare or a wink, wink, nudging towards it could be a nightmare. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. But like when it hits with Ilya or when like it feels like somebody on the writing team was like, no, I'm going to like put in the work on this scene Ilya in this game is great uh-huh. yeah like the like the scene where uh in one of our previous episodes we talked about where she had the scene with Bizet or not I, I guess that wasn't really yeah, Ilya that scene it, was, was great. it was like a previous it, it was like a previous holy grail sacrifice talking through Ilya yeah uh, but still, yeah, like that, that scene ruled <laughs> where she was like, of course that scene ruled, I know what's going on, Bizet. <laughs> and like, if you want me, if you want, like, if you want this to end, I can tell you how to do it. And Bizet's like, nope. <laughs> and just leaves. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> uh, God, I love Bizet. Bizet rules. Yep. Anyway, loop 17, uh, Another important scene on the big bridge here, uh, not substantial, but it is uh, a little fun. Uh, a plot detail worth thinking about is Ashira has a conversation with Archer that reveals something interesting. The beasts disappear on their own if you leave them alone. Uh, Archer found oh. there was no reason to keep sniping them. There hasn't been a single victim of them so far. Interesting. It's probably uh, fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's probably fine. Uh, moving on to day two. All right, yes. Uh, at the Temple Grounds, we get a scene uh, of Medea and Kuzuki's 
sort of shared backstories. Um, we also see another possible permutation of the Grail War events where Gilgamesh seeks out and kills Kuzuki and Castor refuses to leave his side. Uh, they also present a parallel. Uh, Medea was cursed by Aphrodite into loving Jason, who used her as a tool to try and advance his glory and standing in society. Kuzuki, meanwhile, was born and raised to be a tool of murder for wealthy elites who lived in an entirely different world. Kuzuki, however, felt that his life was essentially over once he escaped from his system. He continued living, but could not find a purpose, goal, or way to atone. Medea, though, longed to return to her home after being freed from her curse, a dream that seemed impossible. Instead, she found her home with Kuzuki and the Ryudo Temple, a feeling that Kuzuki struggled to understand. Um, which is interesting, like, Kuzuki uh, struggles to understand it, but also there's a very clear indication that, like, it, subconsciously at least, Kuzuki, like, is doing this, uh, like, partly as a way to, like, find his purpose. Like, there, there's almost, like, a sort of parallel to Kyrie as well with Kuzuki here, where, like, Kyrie also gave up, but in him giving up, that basically just was Kyrie using using that as an excuse to become just a horrible person. Kuzuki gave, giving up was him just being like, well, I guess, guess I'll, I'll die. Uh, yeah, guess I'll just die. Um, uh, but he, he used it to just, like, create a new life for himself, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, it's very funny to me that, like, the relationship I buy most consistently across both games, like, even outside of, uh, even including, like, any relationship Shiro has with anybody, is Avenger and Kuzuki, and, like... You mean Caster and Kuzuki? Er, er, yeah, uh, between Caster and Kuzuki, uh, just because both of them have, like, this intense sense of alienation that both of them both are. Uh-huh. Like, understand subconsciously and have no idea how to approach. It it rules. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> uh, which is honestly, like, is, is maybe the most pleasant surprise um, that I got from reading Fate Stay Night and Hot Ataraxia um, having come to the franchise through the anime adaptations. Because you don't really get a lot of that. You super don't, and I'm, like, I'm glad that it's here, like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I genuinely love a lot of the caster stuff. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. real, real good. Um, oh, yeah, uh, oh, God, uh, so the, the very first alcohol scene that, that I guided you to was very good. Um, this takes place in the living room at Ishiro's house. Uh, as thanks for letting her eat at his house frequently, Ilya brings Shiro a gift of alcohol made in her castle's distillery. It smells quite strong, but Rin and Saber handle it fairly well and are intrigued by its unique taste. It's a bit too much for Shiro, though. As he looks for a glass of water to wash the taste out of his mouth, Rin starts talking in a cat voice. Even Ilya is surprised by this development. As Rin's cat accent gets even stronger, Shiro asks Ilya if it was actually safe to drink. Perplexed, Ilya takes a sniff and suddenly realizes her mistake. What she thought was liquor was actually one of Liz's experiments. Oh Quote, my fucking god. It's a kind of hallucinogen. It alters perception and makes the drinker more susceptible to altered states like drunkenness or hypnotism. Rin loves cats, so it makes sense that this part of her <laughs> awakened. End quote. 
Does it? Does it make sense, Ilya? She's a cat girl at heart. Anyways, Damn, uh, fuck is. Neko Arc, Neko Rin for uh, Melty Blood. Yes. So true. God. <laughs> I need a Neko Rin. Uh, let's see here. She, she is in a future loop. She gets cat ears. God, she does. I forgot about that. Oh, I think I know which one. Is that the the, the one with the, the mm-hmm. wand? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. Uh, let me think here. What is the next most important one? Oh, right. Oh, uh, when uh, Rin starts making cat noises, but Sabers start making, making like, lion noises. Like, yeah. Gyao, gyao, gyao. It, it's, it's very cute. <laughs> I like that they're both cat girls, but, like... <laughs> Rin is uh, like well, Saber is like the Saber alpha is the cat girl. Yeah, yeah, no, Saber is the king of the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> um there's a there's a funny scene at the schoolyard where like uh later on in this this loop where Archer rescues a cat from a tree. Uh, oh god. And then and then the three track and field girls then just roast him for being an edge lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, he tries to give his entire, like, unlimited Blade Works monologue to them about saving a cat. Like, this cat's going to grow reliant on being saved, and it won't be yeah. able to help itself in the future. And they're like, dude, you're so stupid. Yeah, yeah I these, agree. These three teenage girls just telling, like, future Emiya, you're a fucking idiot. Your ideals make no sense. And Shiro's Shira, just, like, standing there, like, not saying anything. It's just like, wow, yeah. he's getting his ass beat. Oh, it's so funny. I, after, after like, how conflicted I was about uh, the ending of Unlimited Blade Works and, and me thinking, like, even does... Even children understand Archer's a moron. Yeah, like, Fae Hollerachia <laughs> makes it very clear that, like, yeah, no, like, Archer's philosophy is real stupid. You shouldn't Archer's do it. Archer's the dumbest bitch alive. <laughs> uh, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, I, honestly, any time in this game someone is just roasting the shit out of someone, I'm like, oh, perfect. This is what I'm here for. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's usually it's usually a, a good thing to tune into. Um, loop 18, we have our second church visit. Uh, Shiro finds Karen's music unsettling. Uh, I should probably just start saying Avenger here. Uh, it says, uh, quote, it says, rest your mind and let yourself stop moving forward. It says, take a break. If you are tired, you should rest your wings here. That kind of talk is irresponsible. <laughs> telling someone to rest when they don't have the power to stand in the first place is like telling them to end it all together. You must not stop. You must not seek rest. Once you've started, you must fill the cup to the brim, end quote. You, is, you good, Avenger? <laughs> like, you good? Is, is, pull is, is, pull is yourself this, up by your bootstraps, says is, Avenger. Is this is this the scene where we get our first hint at Avenger slash Shiro's music tastes? When he's like, he's like, this organ's all right, but it needs some more electronic sound to really bump <laughs> it up or whatever. Oh, it's possible. Fuck, I don't, it might I be, don't remember yeah. mentioning it. In, I don't in think one it, of, I in one of the summary, in one of the church scenes, Shiro comments that like, "Oh man, I like loud electronic music. This isn't this isn't badass <laughs> enough for me." Avenger canonically listens to EDM. Yeah, no, I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" This is awesome. 
What a, I I, honestly, it's perfect for him. I can't believe like, the game is roasting whatever, me to Avengers Whenever like a tight taste. moon character goes into their music tastes, uh, I'm like, I'm always so happy. Like there's there's a there's a there's a really good scene in Mahetsukai no Yoru where uh, Ioko's just like, oh, I uh, I spent all of my money on these like like classic rock CDs, and I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, that rules. Incredible. Um, is is uh let me guess is it the girl who in the jeans who can only shoot lasers? Yep, she has <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ultimate beam attack. I fucking knew it was the laser girl. Of course, <laughs> she would like a classic rock. I love Alko so much. She's the dumbest bitch alive. She's wonderful. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to get some Hotsukado Yoru. I think yeah. you would have a great time. It's like just, it it really is just like if Rin was the central core character and Shiro's just kind of in the corner being a dweeb okay, well, sometimes. That's the hardest you could possibly on, sell me on honestly, that game. <laughs> that is like, wow, yeah, I guess I'm gonna love that game, huh? It, it, it's like, oh, yeah. what if every now and then you just got a you just got a scene or two from Shiro's perspective when Rin's like just out oh. like being a fucking moron or about the town. God, the dream. That's that's all I ever wanted. Let's see when uh, when with, did that with, game with her get goth released? roommate, of course. Twenty twelve. Her 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 best pal, her, her friend, her gal pal, who see who who I the the quote and I quote she said is beautiful even to other girls. <laughs> honey, <laughs> Alco, honey. Okay, so so uh, if if we if we read that uh, visual novel um, at, at at the date it was released, uh, like following chronological order. Uh, then we could cover it after we finish reading Fate Zero because it came out before Fate Apocrypha. So if we really wanted to, after we finish up Fate, Fall, uh, Fall well, actually, no, I'm sorry, it came out after Fate Extra. I was looking at the Fate Zero anime adaptation. Is Fate Extra the one that I'm gonna die during the PSP game? Oh no, that one's good. Never no. mind. I, I love Fate Extra. I, I, what, what one did you think you were gonna die during? I just know that there's one where I'm just I am expecting to have a bad time, but I don't remember what one are, it was. Are you guys gonna watch Prisma Ilya? No. No. Fuck no. Yeah. Okay. No. I, I, I read the I, first I, chapter of that. No. Yeah. Like, no. That's the. No, that's the one. The that's button. the most like immediate one. Like Apocrypha is like bad, but it's just like mid. Yeah, like Apocrypha is just kind of five out of ten. It's like plain, but I, I I can't think of like off the top of my head another one that's just like I, maybe a bad I was time. thinking of Prisma Ilya, but yeah, no, Prisma Ilya was what we both were hard vetoing. Yeah, like, no, smart, no, we're smart, not, smart, smart, smart. We're smart. not doing that. Correct choice. Yeah, because the other ones I can think of would be like the like the other anime that we would actually be covering would be um the, the extra last encore. The, uh, Last Encore, which is which actually may be my favorite anime adaptation. Interesting. It, I didn't really jive with it that much. It's very pretty, but I didn't. Yeah. I, it wasn't my thing. It is a very controversial take among among the Fate fandom. A lot of a lot of Fate people did not like that anime at all. I, but I, I think it's it. fine. It's not. It's not what I come to Fate for. But it it is very pretty. Yeah. Um. It, it is. I, I also I also mentioned to Sierra that uh, it, it is. Uh, because it was animated by Shaft, there is a character who there is a fake character who does a head tilt in it. Okay, well then I'm gonna love it. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, if any character does a Shaft head tilt, I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah, so I guess a, I like so this. a anime. fucking mark. Yep. Yeah, I know. Listen, I know who I am. I've accepted this. Uh, I have bad taste. No one should listen to me. We'll also be covering Lord Elmoy's case files, but I like that anime a lot. I really. So that do definitely too. is not the cursed one. Yeah. That one's just pleasant. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was, it, like, at most it'd maybe be Grand Order, but that's just, like, stupid. That's what you just yeah, it's just, it's, it's God, not I like Grand Order terrible. It's mattered. just dumb. Or, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish I'm Grand still Order. Mad about I, I wish Grand Order was just a was just a visual novel. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, yes. I, I mean, listen. I Through know. Through the power I'm, of YouTube, it like, can be man, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Not what I. Not what I. Not what I. <laughs> I I, um, I God I wish Nasi was just writing visual novels. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because that's the real problem is that like fake grand like Nasi was writing a lot of the actual fake grand order stories and events. Uh, when he could be doing other things, like for example, making sequels to uh Mahotsuke no Yoru. <laughs> God. I mean, I know I'm the, like, I wish this was just a book person all the time, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I do wish Fate Grand Order was just a visual novel so I could read it and enjoy it and then go, but I do wish this was just a book after I finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I have good news for you about Fate Zero. Oh, that's the one that is just a <laughs> yeah, book, right? it, is, it is just a book. I it's can't, just I can't <laughs> wait for you guys to get to Fate Requiem, which is also just a book. Oh yeah, that's the one with uh, the the precious boy. It's my my fav my favorite little the guy. Precious all boy, of Voyager. Voyager, my guy. Oh my yeah, I forgot. Guy. The Voyager exists and is somehow a servant. He's I don't my, understand. He's my son. Yeah, I'm excited for that one because it, it's its premise is really interesting. It is, it is it is very like sharply a post Fate Grand Order work. Like it it, it it's like hey, what yeah. if everyone? What if someone won the Holy Grail and was like, I'm gonna make people stop fighting over magic forever? Everyone has magic. Everyone has a Holy Grail. Everyone has a servant. Fuck off. <laughs> the, what if? What if we made magic into communism? <laughs> 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 and then there was a girl who had fucked up blood that was cursed and she didn't have a servant and i'll, I'll, I, and I'll be like mm. oh damn kim I likes the one where there's a fucked up all right get out blood? of here oh, i'll leave the, i'll leave this call <laughs> leave me alone she but she sounds so normal she's uh, is is there a girl who is evil and goes sicko mode oh yeah okay cool then she'll probably be my favorite <laughs> she uh actually no you know what Find out for yourself. I yeah, think she's, we'll find I think out. She's pleasant. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, anyway, um, I'm the risk of like her. If she's terrible, <laughs> I will probably like her. So like, yeah that that's that's the secret of this podcast is uh, it's the, it's hosted by a Vriska liker and a Kanaya liker. Um, yeah, yeah. Two, two different two different genres of gay people. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, much. <laughs> God, I'm suddenly real. <laughs> Rose is ran, isn't she? Kinda, yeah. I don't like. I don't like this. I don't like where this this space could head. I don't. I don't want to think about John is Shiro. Uh, let's stop doing this right now, please. Uh, no, the difference is I like John. <laughs> anyway, I knew, can... I, knew, I knew this path would lead somewhere dark. Continuing on, uh, before we get too far down that cursed pathway, um, after an awkward standoff, Dave is Lancer. Oh Jesus! I think Sakura. I think Sakura's a Vriska. Sakura is kind of a Vriska, huh? All right, go on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. 
<laughs> After an awkward standoff where Shiro, where Avenger is quite rude to Karen, she eventually tells him her backstory. She was orphaned at a young age when her mother committed suicide and her unknown father never came forward to take her. She was handed off to a priest who refused to educate her to both reduce unnecessary expenses and prevent her, a child of a beast, from gaining knowledge. From eight years, she was only allowed to pray and forced to perform menial labor for the church. When she came of age to receive baptism, stigmata appeared on her body, and the priest was forced to hand her to the monastery. The monastery was built on communal self-sufficiency. They made their own food, clothing, and a small amount of wine and cheese. They labored only to provide for themselves and present prayer to the Lord. However, they enforced strict discipline. The only reason Karen was accepted was because of her value as an advanced spirit medium. She was used as a tool to aid exorcists. Thanks to her body's sympathetic reaction to demons, she served as a kind of canary in the coal mine. Her master would observe her symptoms and use them to identify what kind of demon he was facing. Or as Avenger puts it, quote, she is a messenger from God who saves others by mutilating herself until death, end quote. Karen doesn't see it like that, though, quote, Although I certainly do become injured, those are not my wounds, but rather those of someone else. It is pity I have rather than resentment, end quote. Avenger's consciousness, uh, this is back when I thought I was still possession, uh, <laughs> and I thought Avenger's consciousness was just overlapping with Shiro. But this is just Avenger thinking, holy shit, what the hell is she talking about? That is a direct quote. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I also had the same reaction of, you do still have holes in your body, honey. Is, uh, that is, you are still in getting hurt. The, I think I think this scene, I, or, like, it's another one of the church scenes where, like, Avenger does just quote Rin and saying, like, I think people deserve to be compensated for their suffering. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> it rules. Sometimes Avenger is correct. Yeah, no, he's, like, a very bitter person, but, like, he's, like everything hurts all the time and this is this this slice of life thing is my victory lap and i feel like she also deserves something other than just like pain forever yeah uh she then Uh, continues to explain avenger's mindset um during which she explains a criticism that we've had for about shiro from the very beginning quote forgiving everything Oh, wait, sorry. I apologize. I skipped a, uh, skipped my summary ahead a bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Karen senses his frustration and says she reminds him of someone else she knows. Quote, Emiya Shiro is a good man who kills his own desire and cannot forgive the irrationality of the world. Whereas the other man is a villain who embraces his own desire and ignores the injustice of the world. Even though you are polar opposites, you have too, you have far too much in common just like a demon appearing through opposing mirrors. She then continues to explain Avenger's mindset, during which she explains a criticism we've had of Shiro from the very beginning. Quote, Forgiving everything is, is to simplify it all by reasoning that the strong are strong and the weak are weak. Having no concept of good and evil, he simply affirms all things as they are. End quote. Uh, which yeah. is something we have been saying about how Shiro has been handling shinji this entire goddamn time sure would be good at improv if he's just approving everything like yes anding (laughs) Uh, you have no idea how happy i am that i 
during the fucking Game Master Anthony scene at the end where all of the heroes come out, <laughs> I I was terrified Shinji was going to show up and I was go- supposed to clap for him. God, no. Yeah, I know, but this game keeps putting him in front of my face. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was also a legitimate concern. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I did just realize you said the Game Master Anthony, like, all of all my favorite characters pop out, and, it, like, that, uh-huh. it, it took me a second, but that's gonna kill me. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's what it was! I, and, like, I was popping off like it was the Game Master Anthony scene. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's keep, keep going, so, so, Sure. Uh, Shiro wonders how they could possibly... Sorry, Avenger wonders how they he could possibly be similar to Shiro. Uh, to which she replies, You don't understand? Really? Despite simply being a matter of hating the world despite loving it, or loving the world despite hating it, you don't see that you two, despite being so fundamentally different, merely have the order reversed? <laughs> Karen being like, why just are you like, the stupid? same damn person? Yeah. Karen's like, he just like you for real. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's not like me. He can't be. <laughs> uh, in the biz, this is what we call Shiro's nobody. I do think Avenger also just goes, man, so that guy sounds like he fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Avenger like, does hate Shiro so much. It's so well, funny. I, okay, so I, I really like... Um, we talked about in Fate Stay Night some about how uh, Shiro, Saber, Rin, and uh, Sakura end up forming this uh, rectangle of like similar flaws from different angles. And I yeah. really like how that is um, that feels sharpened to a much more specific point between Shiro, uh, Bazette, and Avenger here. Um, it, in that, like, each of them ends up demonstrating like. Uh, Bazette and Avenger both end up feeling like specifically reflection and commentaries on Shiro, um, with Bazette being like eternally capable and, uh, but self-aware in a way Shiro just never is. Yeah, yeah. She has um, like the power to like change things and like this like power of like violence and control, but she also doesn't have like any like of the personhood that Shiro's got. And it is just like this like immense lack of like this willingness to actually do anything that she isn't directly told to do yeah she's completely Uh directionist like yeah uh, unlike she she doesn't have a goal whereas at uh least shiro is like shiro has an idea of what she has a dream like she's she she has like things she wants and yearns for but she is basically content to just wait and like not if she had never gotten to like be in the holy grail war and like gotten a chance to like summon lancer she would she would have just like nursed that like wanting to like think about him forever and never actually acted on it mm-hmm. so she was just like oh fuck yeah i can actually do this thing i wanted to do because it's my job i wouldn't be able to do it otherwise oh yeah like yeah she and shiro both uh like Bazette is at all of the uh capability that shiro just doesn't have because he's useless in like every possible literal way mm-hmm. like shiro is just fundamentally underpowered compared to everyone else in this world um with none of the drive and uh, uh, that Shiro has to enforce his will on the world. And so she just takes the path of least resistance at all points in time and is also aware of that in a way that Shiro is not. Uh And so she has all of this self-loathing. Yeah. I mean, both of them have all of this self-loathing. It is just in entirely different ways, which is really interesting. Yeah. And then meanwhile, um, 
Avenger is like, what if I just had neither of those? <laughs> um, but also has an awareness of the world as it is that neither of the other two do. Uh-huh. Like, uh, Avenger's realization at the end that, like, yeah, man, people are kind of shitty pieces of shit and, like, are evil in that, like... There is a realization he has at the end where uh, people are evil because evil is something that is, like, fundamentally only realized because people are able to see it and interpret it. And so, like, that's just, that's inextricable. That's never going away, but that doesn't mean that people aren't capable of good things. And, like, that is an awareness that I don't think Bazette or Shiro have. Which is, And so you end up with this really interesting trifecta of all of them are, like, damn, smash these three people together and you almost have a full person. (laughs) (laughs) They just need to form a support group. They all just have to live in Chiro's house and be normal. Uh Uh-huh. And go to therapy, all of you. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the next day, uh, we have a scene with Rin where she explains that she has a theory behind why the loop is restricted to four days. Since this is a reproduction of the war, whoever made their wish with the Grail had only experienced those four days of the war to begin with. They must have dropped out after that and had not known what happened to the rest of the days. Uh, Shiro says there was no one like that in their Grail War, but Rin says it doesn't need to have been from their war. She compares the four days to a blank script, where they are being used as actors. Before she can continue with her theory, though, uh, Shiro's magic alarm barrier responds. They find Bazette outside, who says she's just here to talk. She says she's come in uh, she's come in order to obtain the Holy Grail in Fuyuki. Tosaka is confused and tells her the Grail War is over. The ritual failed and the cornerstone used for its summoning was destroyed. Fuyuki can never again host a Grail War. When she mentions Kyrie is responsible for the Grail War turning into a disaster and end up dying because of it, Bazette seems to go into shock. Rin then asks a very pointed question. What happened to that arm of yours? Bazette suddenly flees, leaving Rin and Shiro to discuss what just happened. Rin says she's pretty sure Bazette is the enemy he's looking for, and he'll definitely need Saber by his side. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, right. Uh, Next up is the big bridge, a scene with Karen. Shiro is minding his own business at the park when Karen suddenly drags him toward her with uh, her cloth of Magdalene. She tells him that he himself instructed her to get his attention like that the next time she was available. She says she doesn't need him at all. She just saw that he was happy and she felt she needed to tell him she could shatter his complacency at any moment. <laughs> this seems awesome. I love Karen so much. <laughs> she goes oh. on to remark that merely the sight of happy people makes her want to flay them alive. I love bitches who are evil so much. She uh, says is... that sucks, and she agrees, wondering out loud who she inherited that kind of secret. <laughs> this, this is this is the this is the wink wink curious her dad wink wink. Yeah, this, uh, yeah. This, this, so I forgot good. how funny it's this so, scene was until I started reading my summary again. <laughs> it's... I love Karen so much. She's so evil, and it's so perfect. Uh, She's like, before... oh, this kind of blows, but I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> I just I, I am I am simply going sicko mode all the time. I'll, I'll, I wish I knew who I. Hey, hey Shiro, I know I'm being a freak. I'm going to keep being a freak. 
Yeah. Damn, I, sure sucks that I'm just wilding out like this. I'm not gonna stop, but you know. I just love that Shiro has, you. like, the, um... I just love that Shiro has the, like, uh... Avatar The Last Airbender react, like, the, the Zuko reaction to it, where it's like, uh, It's like, damn, that that's sucks, rough, buddy. bro. <laughs> uh, before she leaves, Karen asks if uh, he's seen a suspicious pair, one small and the other large. He says he hasn't. Karen has apparently had some familiars run from her. I, ca- I cannot remember what that is a reference to. Oh, uh... She she is the master of Lancer and Gilgamesh, and they are right. and, oh, and right. they are fucking terrified of her and are right. on the run. Right, yeah, because yeah. uh-huh. Kyrie is dead now. He was the previous Lancer. Yeah, she has okay. inherited yeah, both right. of them and is apparently making them perform actions. <laughs> she she is basically they make it sound like torture. She's like, oh, you know, I'm just hanging. <laughs> She is just hanging. There, there, she is just you, also there is a, daughter. There is another scene where, like, you, uh, where, like, Lancer is, like, uh, like, flirting with one of Shiro's classmates, and Shiro's like, oh, hey, I saw Karen over there, and Lancer just books it immediately. <laughs> oh, that, I, oh, I don't, fuck. I don't think we got that one. Oh, it, yeah, no, it's not, like, an important scene or anything, but it's outstanding. Yeah, because we got the one where, like, uh, he, he got scared off from, from flirting with Shiro's classmates by like the hot dog. <laughs> the but... fucking hot dog scene is so fucking stupid. But yeah, uh, like there's there's like a, there's like a few scenes where like you find Lancer and Gilgamesh kind of like skulking around, and it's just like, hey, uh, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, uh, no- nothing. We're slacking. <laughs> Perfect. Slacking on the job. Don't tell our boss. She will do something terrible. We're not sure what, but we will hate it. The vibes are bad. Uh, God, Karen's vibes are so bad, and she's so she's perfect wonderful. for it. Yeah, Karen's I love a her. great character. Outstanding. Uh, let's skip ahead to loop 19. Uh, we get another Heavensfield backlight, or back night. I can't remember where, what's it, which one it's called. Um... Bazette's dream this time is a more is a more gruesomely detailed description of what we already knew of Angra Mainyu's backstory. She wakes from her dream in a panic and stares at herself in the mirror, Rin's words still bothering her. She gets a brief flash of her left, left arm being missing, but when she goes to touch it, it's still there. Avenger knows he met with Rin during the day and confirms that the Holy Grail she was sent off to uh, ended half a year ago. The two of them are the ones keeping this war going. She accuses him of deceiving her, but Avenger argues that she never asked him about the details. If she had, he would have told her the truth. Bazette panics and flees the mansion. As she runs, her left arm feels like it's being torn off. She enters the church for the first time, hoping to see Kyrie, but Karen is there instead. She tells him uh, that... Sorry, she, she tells her that Kyrie is dead and she's his substitute. Uh, quote, open your eyes, Bazette. That which you desire never existed in the first place. Just as Kotamine Kyrie never loved you even for a moment, end quote. Real fucking brutal. This is, this is I think, the only scene where they actually say his name. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, Kyrie had recommended her as a master for the war, but mixing business and pleasure would not do. If she were to meet him, it would only be as the victor of the war. She summoned an ideal servant, got set up in her base, and was preparing for the upcoming battle when Kyrie came to visit her. Then he killed her. He attacked her from behind and tore off her left arm, which is holding the command spells. As her consciousness faded, she made a wish. I don't want to die. I don't want to die in a place like this. I don't want to die in such a pitiful way. I can't bear dying alone like this. Avenger heard her pleas and offered to be her servant. So long as the contract held, she would be granted her wish. When Shiro had destroyed the Grail, Angra Mainyu had been released. Avenger eventually catches up to her in the chapel, expecting that this will all end now that Bazette knows the truth. Much to his surprise, Bazette resolves to continue the loops for as long as she possibly can. Quote, We live in a world without future or hope. I would rather repeat things over and over in here than go back to such reality. End quote. Bazette leaves the church. Before Avenger follows after her, Karen gives him a piece of advice. Whether the contract is cancelled or whether it runs out, she will not be saved either way. Thus, you should rather... But Avenger interrupts her. He believes that anyone can be saved as long as they seek help, though his idea of salvation may differ from most of humanity's. And that's like, part of what I was like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's part of what I was talking about with like um, him having a lot of overlap with Shiro in that, like, yeah, he he believes people are able to be saved, but like he's really good at in... recognizing the problems in other people, and then just like yes, kind of like is content to be along for the ride, unlike Shiro, uh, like, meddling. Well, also, Avenger fundamentally believes that, like, salvation is something you can only ever achieve for yourself, mm-hmm. whereas Shiro is like, no, I have to save other people yeah, for yeah, them. Yep, 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 yep. And, like, all of Heaven's Feel is basically the game going, Shiro, You're dumb. you can't You're go cringe. to therapy for another person. <laughs> Homie, you have to help her, but you can't go to therapy for her. Yeah, like... Both Heaven's Feel and also Fate Holler Axia are like, okay, but what if what if you put those hands together? <laughs> like, what if you helped give people the ability to go seek help for themselves? Then, uh-huh. then maybe we can get something to get get something going. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I think when the game is hitting on stuff like that is when it's at its best, mm-hmm. and when I like. I'm getting the most from it. Yeah, this uh these these heavens feel backlight scenes. Um They're so fucking good. <laughs> I really like them. I I I I'm the Bazet. I'm the Bazet head. I every time Bazet is not on screen, I'm pointing at the game and going, "Why isn't Bazet on screen?" I would I wouldn't go that far, but I'm I'm a huge Bazet fan. I adore her so. I, I, it's I hard not Bazette to be. So much. Uh-huh. Uh, She's just like, a normal girl. <laughs> she's a normal girl who cheats at rock paper scissors by using her noble phantasm well, you damn you're win. right she could she, she's... Uh, oh, oh sorry yeah that's a thing in the epilogue scene that you didn't watch what where she uh yeah so she oh does rock paper scissors with shiro uh to try and get permission to stay at his place um so shiro tells her oh i'm gonna throw out paper and she is, like, losing her mind. And so her solution is, well, obviously, uh, and Shira makes sure she knows, you know, uh, uh, if 
you try and throw yours out after mine. Obviously, that's that's a disqualification. So we gotta throw it out at the same time. So she throws out fucking her noble phantasm to make sure her hand is out first. <laughs> um, so that Shiro technically cheated. <laughs> oh my god. It's so it's fucking a, stupid. The, I, the epilogue is mostly just like a very dumb, lighthearted thing, but there's like a few uh-huh. moments in it that are just like shining golden, like uh, it's that part's like, perfect. A perfect finale. But uh, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll, I, I don't. We'll I, yeah, there, yeah. I want to expl- I I explain in more detail later. Uh, yeah. So next up is the third visit to the church. Um, I kept this summary a little a little smaller. Uh, this extremely weird and un- uncomfortable scene is the one where it's uh, most obvious that Avenger is primarily at the helm. Oh, d- I am saying, you sweet summer child, to myself at this. <laughs> uh, there's a bit here about Shiro and by extension Avenger hating himself because he doesn't know what he desires, but we already knew that from a little thing called All of Fate Stay Night, which <laughs> retroactively this summary is very funny because... It just proves that Avenger is way more like Shiro than Avenger wants to admit. Uh-huh. It's also very funny because uh, Avenger roasting Shiro this whole time is just is very funny. Yeah. Uh, Sh- Karen does, however, uh, tell Avenger that in order to bring an end to all the loops, he'll have to discover the meaning of his existence. She suggests starting by asking Rin about London, since there's something in the deserted mansion <laughs> that he's overlooked. So... Let's ask about London. Rin Rin gives Shiro a souvenir that she bought for him, an art catalog. She tells him he should start getting practice projecting other things, such as paintings, in case they ever run into money troubles. (laughs) God. Uh, This is a Rin being uh, uh, worried about money joke that I do really like. It, um, it's really funny that the Unlimited Blade Works anime just makes this like canon. Like she's just like, oh, she was just creating a bunch of fancy knives that I can sell. <laughs> Perfect. It's really good. Uh, he asks her if uh, there is a memory about her trip that stuck out to her. We then get a dramatic reenactment of when Rin met um, Rin met uh, Luvia Galita Edelfelt for the first time. It turns out she's extremely rich and extremely racist. Oh, absurdly. <laughs> it's so racist. Uh, which does not come across in her cameo in uh, Unlimited Blade Works or the um, Case Files anime. Uh, despite Luvia being the one who in- initiates the conflict, both of them get kicked out of the dorm after they basically do like a magic kung fu fight with each other. Um, yeah, they just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, Rin then tells the story of how the Edelfelts participated in a ritual in Japan out of idle curiosity over 60 years ago. A pair of twin sisters were the head of the family at the time. They were utterly, utterly defeated, with the younger sister dying and the elder eldest sister surviving and returning to her home country. However, while they were there, they built a western-style house deep in the forest despite the Einsburns. The sisters hate each other so much, though, that they had to build separate houses. Shiro makes the connection that the Magus Curie uh, killed must have used it as her base. Uh, This also explains what the fuck was up with that weird scene where uh, Sakura and Rin 
were Edelfelt sisters, and both of them <laughs> yeah. had sabers. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone is just recreating that time when the Edelfelts had uh, were part of a Grail War and just fucked up royally. Probably would have gone better for them if they had had Saber. Uh, next up, uh, Shiro does end up going to the uh, the other house that he did not visit before. Uh, this one has a bloodstain from half a year ago, an accessory lying near the bloodstain, and a 16-piece puzzle left on the table. Shiro deduces this must not be her real stronghold, just the place she's dropped into when the loop restarts. He also reasons that it wouldn't be enough to just gather all the pieces to restart the war. The one at the center of it all would have to keep moving. The one granting the wish must then disguise himself as the person who can keep the world turning, or at the very least, borrowed their point of view. If the normal days keep moving, so can the war. He made one mistake, though. Quote, On some impulse, he wound up finding it enjoyable. He, in- he intervened on purpose. As long as it remains incomplete and full of holes, it will never be destroyed. But because he wants to see new, boring, ordinary days, he's filling those holes of his own volition. He picks a... uh, 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 And that's the end of that quote. Um, He picks up the earring lying on the ground and leaves the house, noticing that the sliding puzzle was only one move away from completion. Uh, This scene is very clever. Uh uh, And makes me appreciate why Fate Hollow Adaraxia is structured the way it is. Yeah. Um, because the because the thing that Avenger is describing here is literally what we are doing in the actual game. Yeah. Uh, is is we are deliberately like because we we could just keep going seeing the same scenes that we have already unlocked before mm-hmm. and just never making progress and that would that would keep the yeah. game going forever. You can just um, chill. But we are deliberately choosing new new scenes to view. I wonder if this game is going to end up being my Endless 8, um, as opposed to me just actually loving Endless 8, where I, I enjoy it more in retrospect, uh, but will never willingly touch it again. <laughs> oh god, I'd, wa- I'd watch Endless 8 any day of the week. I love it. Yeah, Endless 8 rules! I love Endless 8! But I've had a bunch of people tell me, like, oh yeah, I, I like Endless 8 in retrospect, I will never watch it again. I'll watch it, whatever. It's just nice. Yeah. It's good, actually. I like it. It's, it owns. It's eight good episodes. It's it's eight good episodes. Oh, they're the same episode. No, they very clearly <laughs> animated very dramatically different scenes over and over, or dramatically different versions of the same scene yeah. over and over and over again. It's, it's great. not the same. It's outstanding. Scene. Yeah, it rules. Kim, I'm glad you have my back in this. Uh-huh. I, I don't in your Hall of Adoraxia opinions, but I can follow you here. <laughs> <laughs> I I never actually ended up watching Endless 8, so I don't have any opinions about it. Coward. That's fair. Um, right, then uh, final day of this loop. Uh, oh, right, yes. Um, it turns out the day Shiro decides to take... Uh, so at, at some point... Um, Saber expresses that she wants to visit Shiro's school, and this is the day that Shiro decides to take her. Uh, It's also the same day as the cultural festival. Uh, This particular scene is a bit of a mixed bag for me, 
the initial sequence with the track and field team is interminable. Uh, the lunch scene is fine, but nothing special. Uh, the brief encounter with Kuzuki is interesting only for the fact that Saber has been willingly helping Caster with a side business, and it's implied that Saber kind of likes it when Caster dresses her up. <laughs> uh, the scene she's with normal. Issei is pretty cute. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, she's normal. She's just, she, you know, what's wrong with a pretty dress? Yeah, she just she just likes uh, being uh, dressed up in, in fancy clothes by a MILF. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, the scene with Issei is pretty cute since the two of them get along very well and Issei proceeds to tell Saber about how Shiro is constantly helping everyone out. out. Of course Issei would get along with Saber. Um, they're both perfect. Uh, that, that actually, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Issei is surprisingly talkative and they engage each other in conversation for an entire hour. He invites Saber to come to the temple sometime. Uh, the sun is setting when they eventually start to head back home, uh, which is when where my favorite part of the scene happens. Uh, Saber stops for a moment on the way back and gazes out over the town. Shiro asks what she's looking at. Quote, Nothing in particular. This is the town of Fuyuki, as we have always known it. Then let's go home, Shiro says. You said there wasn't anything particularly special, right? Yes, Saber replies. Still, I would like to stay here a lot... Uh, Still, I would like to stay here and look a bit longer, so that I will remember this view as long as I live. It's no big deal, you know, Shiro says. You can come out here and look again tomorrow. But you could never allow that, uh, Saber replies. You do not have the patience for it, after all. Is that not right? In this utopia where nobody has been lost, you alone see the value in lost, scene, in lost things. Shiro resolves to end the, well, Avenger resolves to end the reproduction. To do otherwise would be to disregard all that was lost and live a life without progress. Um, I just really like the melancholy in this scene of Saber, Saber understanding. Yeah. Saber's gotten it. Yeah. Saber's figured it out. Yeah, Saber, wa Saber wants to, like, take in as much of these, like boring everyday uh sort of experiences that she is just now getting to have um while also realizing that shiro aka avenger cannot allow it to continue and that she is going to help him uh because yeah, she I believes mean, in him as well <laughs> yeah i i like because there's like a tone of almost like not fatalism, but, like, she knows that in helping him, she is, like, consigning herself to die, uh -huh. basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, th there, there is no... And, and like, even... She, she's they, gonna have to go back to Avalon where fucking nothing exists. It's just... Yeah. It's even just the world in which, like, absolute best-case scenario, she stays here for an undisclosed amount of time. Like, a that still is just, like, a pause before she goes back to being dead and then going to Avalon. Like... She knows that in helping him, she is choosing to die again and is, like, resolved and moving forward. And, like, I, I like that Saber. I like Saber as a person who recognizes her own fate and still moves forward. Like, that is, like... I like that she hits that note multiple times and just gets more resolved each time. Yeah. It It is, it is interesting and enjoyable is, like, the wrong word, but, like... <laughs> 
I don't know, in, enjoyable to see her, like, make that same choice again and again and again. Yeah. And, like, never walk that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very much a, like, uh, even faced with, with the ability to take back, like, the decision she made uh, in the fate route, she does not do it. Mm-hmm. Um... Then finally, we uh, we end this loop um, with Shira going back to Lancer, uh, and well, Avenger going back to Lancer, and Avenger who recognizes the earring that was lying on the ground in the mansion uh, gives it to Lancer and asks him to help him defeat Bazet. Uh, Lancer agrees to help now, but under one condition: he has to defeat her himself. He tells uh, Avenger not to bring Saber. Uh, then next up, loop 20. Uh, let's see here. Right, we have, uh, the, another church scene where, uh, Lancer and Shiro face Bazette and Avenger in front of the church. Uh, Bazette seems to be in denial and even asks Avenger what servant they're fighting. Uh, this is confusing because there's also... <laughs> There's two Avengers here. Mm-hmm. There's there's the Avenger that is Vizette's servant, and then there's the Avenger Avenger as Shiro. Uh, so just to try and make it less confusing, I'm going to continue referring to uh, Avenger Shiro as Shiro. Yeah. Um. So Vizette seems to be in denial, and even asks uh, Avenger, her servant, what what servant they're currently fighting. Avenger tells her it should be obvious based on the weapon he's wielding. Lancer tells her he's come to take her life, and her resolve seems to fade away. She, she says she doesn't want to fight him and asks him if he knows her. Uh, quote, nope, don't recall knowing a loser like you, Lancer replies. <sighs> Upon entering the chapel grounds, Lancer placed a rune seal called Othnagabla. I probably pronounced that wrong. I apologize to any Irish people listening to this. Uh, the warrior who sets the seal cannot retreat and the warrior who sees the seal cannot refuse combat. It's the curse of one-on-one combat passed down to the Knights of the Red Branch, to whom Bazette belongs. Facing each other down, they release their noble phantasms. We cut to earlier in the day. Avenger is speaking with Lancer, apparently out of concern for Bazette's fate if she continues on her current path. Lancer thinks back to the fateful day where his mentor, implied to be Skothuk, was forced to ascend to the Realm of Shadows. Back in the present, as he is pierced by Bazette's sword, he leaves behind only one regret. Gabolk has only ever taken the lives of those he loved, his close friend, his son, and a woman. Bazette thinks she's won, but Gabolk's fate-defying power activates and pierces her through the heart. Kukulin is the only one in the world who can reverse the time-distorting effects of Bazette's magic weapon. Quote, I didn't say goodbye to you back then. You forgot something. Here, I'll give it back. With a clank, something drops to the ground. Bazette, too, falls to the ground in a pool of her own blood and sees that Lancer dropped an earring carved from ore. She tries to take her own earring out of her pocket to show Lancer, but she can't move her body anymore. As she dies, she repeats. she just repeats the phrase, Wait, I have one. I have one. Lancer soon fades away too, leaving just uh, Shiro and Avenger. 
the moon turns black and the beasts appear, fixated on Avenger. Then, Avenger starts turning into one of the beasts. As he transforms, he begs Shiro to fill Heaven's Cup, fill the Holy Grail, erase all the possibilities, and kill Avenger's true self. Things are rough for Pazette in this scene. This scene's outstanding. Yeah. It rules. It's so sad in a way that's it's very so good. It's so fucked up. Every single part of it is just... Like, she has, like, a specific just ruined face for this scene. When, like... Mm-hmm. When Kukulin just, like, it, like insults her, like, dismisses her, and just, like, doesn't give her the time of day, she's, like, fucking wretched. More, like, wretched than we've ever seen, like, a fake character sprite get. Like, she looks like... No, like, the line is, like, her... her she looks like her, like, strings were snapped. Like, she doesn't look like she's, like, yeah. willing to move anymore. Yeah, I... Which sort of makes me want to mention, like, we bring up Nasu a lot because, like, it's, it's easy to talk about Nasu because he is very much sort of a, a big face of the franchise, but I, I really can't overestimate how much Takashi Takeuchi brings it as the artist for, for this yeah. visual novel. Oh yeah. Like sure. he's I, I fucking absolutely. killing it. <laughs> I, like for all I might've complained about this game, I think like the like sprite work, the like CGs. The, the sprite work, how dynamic every scene is, like the... how often stuff will transition from being like just uh, sprite work to like something physically happening with those sprites. Like, there's like this... the visual direction of this game yeah. is so much better this, than Sena. This fight scene like has like this really gorgeous moment where like you can see like the bolt from like Bazit like shooting uh, Fra- uh, Fragnarok and like then like this like just, like, chaining around it. Like, you can see, like, the gable, like, just, like, lightning, like, striking her. And it's, like, fucking sick. It looks incredible. Yeah, it rules. Yeah, there, there there's gonna be, like, a, a few art pieces uh, right at the very end that I like more. Uh, but this, this one... Honestly, there's there are so many art pieces in, in Holler Ataraxia that I think are sick as hell. It's outstanding. I, the, there is a specific image during the Kingdom Hearts ass scene at the very end... Where I'm like, oh, this might just be like maybe my favorite still from uh, either fate game we've played so far. Yeah, it. Uh, when when we get to that point, I'm gonna because I I I saw a particular part during that scene. I was like, oh, this has to be the album art for for the final episode. <laughs> so I'm gonna post <laughs> yeah. it. I'm gonna once we get to that point, I'm gonna see if uh, if I correctly screenshot the one you are thinking about. Okay. Because uh, I think that would be funny. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, right. Uh, so loop 21, we're almost done. Um, uh, we're on another Heaven's Field backlight, this one called Cradle Hollow. In her dying moments, Bazette thinks back to her first days in the war. She was happy to summon Lancer and asked him if he was in any way dissatisfied with her. He told her she reminded him of a warrior woman he once knew. Bazette reasons that she wasn't betrayed by Kyrie. It's just that he, unlike her, had an unshakable heart from the very beginning. Quote, I never had any confidence. I was unable to hope, and by having no hope, I let every day pass me by. But that's because I was scared of everything. In truth, I want to be rewarded more than anyone else, and yet I continued deceiving myself, pretending to be wise. In truth, I could have enjoyed those days like an ordinary person would, and yet I continued averting my eyes because I would lose it all one day, end quote. Bazette realized... Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, oh, gee, it sounds like the thing she is doing right now uh-huh. by just not really engaging with the fact that she's in a time loop that is just sort of her stagnating. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Fazette realized a while ago that the place she goes to be reborn isn't hell. Hell was actually the peace she feels before the horrible sensations she experiences right before waking up. The place of pain and screaming is where Angra Mainyu comes from, and it is where he will return once their contract ends. Upon waking up, she demands to know why he seems to want to end the war, despite their wish being the same. I gave up, he says. I'm bored. He says that surely she must be satisfied by now, and there wasn't a single thing in the loops that she actually needed. He asks her to tear up the contract and end the story here. She refuses. Avenger then says the only thing left to do is have the original winner break the grail again. The war is a reproduction, after all. It wouldn't be surprising for it to end the same way. In desperation and anger, Bazette pins Avengers to the wall and uses a command spell to force him to become her left arm. Fucking cool as hell. It, it, it's to stop him from, like, running away on his own, like, being being his own guy, just, like, binding him to her. This is, this is also a scene that gets paid off in the epilogue, and it's fucking sick. It, it does kind of slap in the epilogue, yeah. I, I will admit, that part in the epilogue is actually kind of good. Damn, I need to watch the epilogue, epilogue sequence, I guess. Uh, I should have known there would have been something. Uh, let's see here. Ah, yes, the fourth uh, visit to the church, almost the last. Um, as he listens to the pipe organ, Avenger gets flashes of the landscape we saw in Angra Mainyu's childhood. He tells himself that all he needs to do is see things for what they are. Quote, having personal sentiments is a burden in many ways. I can't let my heart waver. It's too late now. I can't allow myself to embrace something like sentimental thoughts. It's not like the past will change just because I remember it. I mustn't turn it into something beautiful out of some mistaken sentiment, some mistaken fantasy. Your pride is in having nothing. Your meaning is in being nothing. When you fabricate something that doesn't exist, you become no different from a meaningless sacrifice, end quote. After her performance, Karen mentions that she's been trying to do an exorcism, but it's been trickier than she's used to. This demon, unlike the others she's dealt with, is harsh to her. Uh, which is the most blatant, well, it, it's pretty blatant confirmation that Karen knows this is Avenger. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's like, this demon's uh, rude as hell. <laughs> it's like, damn, this isn't like Shiro at all. Uh, also, I I do like that um, the, the sort of like reveal here that Unger Mainyu's nihilism is also based in, at least in part, in some self-loathing. Um, in a feeling, in a feeling that like his life and his, that his life is pointless. Uh I I remind you is like a dude who, because he posts on Twitter about how much he hates himself, thinks that he is cured of his depression. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. I remind you would post on Twitter. I remind you would just make the worst, most noxious (laughs) Twitter posts. Yeah. Uh, what what would Rin post on? Would actually would Rin post? I don't think okay, Rin would post. I've, actually, I I've I've talked in depth about this with uh, a friend a friend of mine, uh, and 
the thing is, so many people and and so many Fate Stay Night characters would just be banned from Twitter instantly. Like if she if she had a Twitter if she on a Twitter in which he would post just like shitty pictures of food that aren't in, in focus, like Archer immediately banned. Every, yeah, he'll make an account, have it for six seconds, and then it's banned. He sent, Shiro like, would have an Instagram account. Yeah, 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 yeah perfect. Out of focus uh-huh. images. Not great. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Saber, just dog shit phone with a half-broken camera. Yeah, Saber follows the Queen and Shiro. Nothing else. <laughs> she has two posts has, from four years ago and one posted. reply from a year ago. Never posted. Lancer, Lancer, he's gaming. He's gaming every single day. Absolutely. Lancer has like Lancer feels like he would be have a sponsored Twitch stream that he has posted about and is like making a weirdly consistent amount of money from. Lancer playing those uh like uh Cabela fishing games. Uh okay. I... <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Fuck. I, I've never needed anything more in my life. I think Lancer would go fucking ape shit playing Sega Bass Fishing. <laughs> he would love I think he would have like the special controller for it. Oh yeah. You got it. Uh, uh Sakura Sakura and Rin both like immensely online people. Like Sakura uh Sakura's just like Sakura's got a Pinterest. Retweeting. So- Sakura's like retweeting. Sakura Sakura loves like is like playing Otome games. Like she's fucking. Sakura also has an alt that is just like oh, no, <laughs> two people no, following. No. Sakura Sak- has an After Dark account. <laughs> Sakura, Sakura, Sakura doesn't think she deserves an alt. She doesn't. Fuck. She just doesn't post. <laughs> she she had an alt and then it got banned and she's like, no, I can't have another. Rin, Rin feels like a very typical Twitter like Twitter user to me. Like she is she is posting cute selfies. Like she has a bunch of followers. Doesn't I, really this is in a universe people. where like her Sakura and Shiro finally convince her to use like a phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. course, course. <laughs> she definitely does not have an. Ilya, of course, going just like fucking kicking ass at fighting in tournaments and shit, and uh-huh. just like being so rude online. Ilya is a shit poster. Ilya feels like she has, like, three separate gimmick accounts that, like, all have, like, <laughs> a full extra digit more uh, followers than her regular account. <laughs> Shinji, Shinji zero follower Twitter account. God, Shinji should have negative followers. Shinji should try and make a Twitter account, and Twitter goes, no, even we won't take you. <laughs> God, I fucking hate Shinji. Uh, wretched little, wretched, wretched worm of a guy. Caster has a bastard. Ca- bastard Caster child. has a mom blog. Caster does have a mom blog. Caster Thank also Christ. like just roasts the shit out of someone every time somebody tries to shit talk her post. Just fucking etherizes them and they don't ever I reply. Don't, I, back. I, I got to admit, I don't think she would ever post. I think she would just kill someone if they said something rude. <laughs> She would, she would be like, oh, I've received a reply. And it's like, wow, this this food looks bad. And she's like, okay, I'm cursing you. Yeah, someone gives her one of her recipes like a three star. I was like, oh, it was a little dry. And <laughs> Caster just murders them. She's trying her best. And her best is perfect. Her best is homicide. And God, ba- we love her. Bazit, like, buried, like, layered alts. Layered alt, Like, dozens. Yes, uh-huh. Absolutely. All of them locked. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same people follow all of the alts too. Like it's just like 
15 people on each of the alts. There's no reason for it, but she has all of them. Uh-huh. She uses them dedicatedly. Like, she doesn't leave anything uh-huh. out. No, absolutely Perfect not. precision. <laughs> ah, posting. <laughs> we didn't... What about Karen? Oh, Karen's fucking... Not... Oh, let's not talk about Karen. Okay. <laughs> Karen is also banned, but it's because she said she's, some just truly fucking, reprehensible shit yeah. to some terrible people. Oh, I, I, okay, I was thinking of it in a different direction, but okay, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, listen, Karen's probably banned for like eight different reasons. Uh, Karen has told been... politicians to kill yourselves and made actionable threats. <laughs> She's like, I've been banned on every single church Wi-Fi within, like, a hundred miles. <laughs> they don't like my searches. They don't like my Google searches. <laughs> I love her stupid evil ass so much. She's wonderful. Uh, the perfect replacement for Kyrie. Yeah. No, she she's really outstanding. What, what if... What if Kyrie was Curry Kyrie in every scene? <laughs> what if Kyrie was an Umphi? Truly, what if he was Umphi? God damn it. <laughs> okay. Alright, next up. Yeah, next up. Uh, oh, right. This is the magical box scene. Ah, uh, yes. On a visit to the Tokos- Tosaka residence, Shiro and Rin get trapped in a box. This oh, takes fuck, an entire right. fucking loop. It sure does. Uh, there are small parts of this scene that I like. It um, goes on so long, and it is so much of Rin's presence in this game. I think I think almost all of it just blows. Yeah. This the, sucks ass. The single part of it that I enjoy is where they are trying to call out for help, but because of the weirdness of the box, their phone is just reaching out to alternate realities. Including one where, like, Rin and Shiro are just a thing, and she yeah, is Yeah, and Rin is him. clearly pegging him. <laughs> Fuck. I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah, alright. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the, the I, Rin they speak to in this is is what I interpret as, like, oh, this is just who Rin becomes Rin after un- Unlimited Rin Blade unleashed. Works. Yeah, this is... <laughs> This is the post unlimited Rin works. Yeah, the uh, uh, they they hit up like Edelfelt, like uh, Ludvia. Uh, okay, so the the main thrust of this scene is like it's it's the the, it's the Prisma Ilia wand. Thing. Yeah, it the the wand that's like the magical girl thing from Prisma Ilia. Like Rin found it when she was little, locked it in this fucked up box because it was it really embarrassed her when she was little by. It, it grants any wish by turning the person into a magical girl who is then, like, full magically... Like, like then they forget, like, whatever they want to do and they're just, like, being a silly magical girl. And yeah, Rin thinks like, that's horrific and has the, locked it away. I, I think the, the way it does that is, like, it basically searches for, like, alternate reality versions of that person mm-hmm. that would make that wish become a reality. And, like that person then gets superimposed on them. Yeah. So like um, when, when Rin found this wand, when she was like in elementary school, she's like, I want to, I want to like sing in front of everyone. Like I want to, I want to be a good singer and like not be shy. And then uh, the wand turned her into a magical girl and like she sang and it was really embarrassing and she was like really awful. And she like 
got it. She's locked it away forever. And then she and Shiro get trapped in the box that she locked it in. Yeah, and like the 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 whole scene is basically like this this wand like trying to convince Rin to like use it again and Rin is like no, never, never again. <laughs> um and eventually like it, it Rin finally uses it I I think on accident. Yeah, like just uh, like to get them out or whatever. Yeah, and like she's and in, like, she's in a magical girl uniform. She's got cat ears. She's all silly. Yeah, like she's in sort of in in cutesy idol mode, and then she does she does like she does like a whole transformation dance. Like there's a there's a very cute animation for it, and then they get out and uh, Issei and Mitsuzuri are there and and, and she see her. Goes complete like her sprite just goes white. Yeah, like white as a sheet. It happened again. She's fucked up. She's fucked up so bad. Yeah. So like the yeah. the conversation with alternate reality Rin and like mm-hmm. the very end where Is- Issei and Mit- Mitsuzuri walk in, I liked those parts. Yeah. Everything else is either it, mediocre or just obnoxious. It just goes on so long, and it's just yeah. like nothing. Yeah, I, I think like I would be okay on some of this stuff if it wasn't just like the game had finally started to get like some significant momentum even in like the slice of life scenes you're getting yeah interesting character stuff like stuff is happening even beyond just like oh this is like a fluffy scene but instead we're getting like character beats there's so many times that like like not even just like this one but like there's so many times when i was like listening to the podcast and just being like wow i got this scene way later or like now that i'm here i'm like wow i got this scene like way earlier i can't imagine (laughs) playing this like when the finale's happening yeah it it just stops everything like whenever i'm like oh oh rinse scene i'm gonna click that immediately and then i i was like this kind of blows but like you know what i still got slice of life scenes ahead of me like, yeah, that, that's sort of like yeah. the inherent problem of like the style of making things. Yeah, yeah the way yeah. FHA works is you can just accidentally like just kill the pacing for yourself. I, I think I accidentally hit like a very good pacing like metric. I, I yeah, I, I had a great time. I, I think like that is honestly like probably my biggest complaint of FHA compared to Stay Night. Um, just like pacing in Stay Night was like mechanical gear type like it was like so consistent throughout that whole game like how tight every pacing is in part because like there's no actual decisions to make you just sort of go from point a to point b yeah like there um, there are choices but they aren't really but they choices aren't. like they're you, not you, you yeah. either, you most of them like you gotta going. choose some yeah yeah and, and so like you end up with like a lot of the writing I want to hit that same sort of like mechanical gear precision of pacing. And like, this is just not a game that can do that like structurally. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like this, this is just like the biggest momentum killer at this point in the game. And it was dying. It is an an entire loop that is just mid rin scenes. And it's like, man, it's such a shame. Yeah. Cause like, if you if you had just take gotten rid of this and written like just a separate Rin scene for like each of these like time slots it takes up, I would be so much happier. I I would have literally rather had nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, like straight up, like th- that is like uh, uh like my worst condemnation I can make. I would rather this just didn't exist at all. I, you didn't I, have to replace it with anything. I would have rather just had the time I spent reading this back. Yeah. I th- this is this is like easily like one of my least favorite slice scenes yeah it's like it's it's not good and like 
the concept has potential because Shiro and Rin being trapped somewhere in a desperate situation that is also goofy. Like, that is, like, a good setup for it's these like, two oh, characters. I, I, yes. I, wish, I wish this wasn't a, uh, a fucking Prismalia reference thing. There, or, there was, like, a potential for really fun character work here, and it just does nothing yeah, with like it. Yeah, it, like, it, it does for that one brief scene where, like, Rin is talking to herself, and she just refuses to believe that she'd ever talk like that about Shiro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, you're so horny. <laughs> what? What's uh, wrong with you? I, uh, I've never been horny in my life. Honey, we all saw that fucking graveyard scene in Fate State Night. Like, we... <laughs> We know. We already know you want the boy. It's fine. Yeah, but unfortunately, like, that's that's really the only time that they use this scene to, like, uh-huh. its, its potential it's, at it's all. It's really drawn out. It's really bland. Yeah. It's a whole goddamn loop. Oh, my God. It's <sighs> so fucking long. Uh, anyway, loop 22. Uh, let's see here. Oh, right. Yeah, there's... Very briefly, um, there's a scene in the storage room uh, where Ryder tells more stories about Stheno uh, uh, and Uriel. God, that's that's those are hard names. Um, and the note I have here is: it is interesting to me that Nasu and Takashi interpret the twin goddesses who are known for eternal youth and beauty as looking like fourteen-year-olds. Uh, I just the the decisions yeah. made they, around it's, those it's two so make me uncomfortable. They get designs. It's so weird they get designs. I really thought they just got those in Fake Grand Order because like they're they're. Nothing. I super did too. Same yeah. too. I was surprised to see these two in Hollow Adaraxia because I, like, I legitimately yeah. thought they were FGO originals. I was like, oh, it's like Medusa's backstory. Like, well, they'll probably like talk, but like they're not going to get sprites. Like, who who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really wish they hadn't. Because I don't like any of the scenes that they're in. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like, oh, they just bully Medusa. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah, and the game... We, we did get that scene already. Yeah, and the game... They, they need to see them. The game tries to convince you that, like, oh, Ryder longs for those days. And the, the, she actually liked it. I'm like, I don't... Those don't I don't get that, vibe. get that impression at all. I don't see what she could possibly, like, get from this that would make her nostalgic. Uh, it's just not convincing at all. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird to have that take in a game that also resurrects Shinji. Like, yeah. th- this consistency of like, well, you know, like, they are kind of like those girl days. Shinji's, aren't they? Uh, Minus like the actual predation. Yeah. yeah. Like they're, yeah. Uh, the next scene though with Ryder, I do kind of like, um, so this one's actually kind of different from a lot of ones in that. Uh, I think I think I know it, what the one this is. This one's this one's great. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the about the Holy Grail War scene, which we mm-hmm. watched before, like near the very beginning of the game. But now that we have unlocked some flags, um, the scene changes. Uh, so the initial scene is the same, but it's followed up by new information. Ryder has noticed the beasts from the very first day and has been going on nightly patrols to kill them. Um, for context, when we first had this scene, it was literally just a conversation between Ryder and Shiro where 
Uh, Shiro's like, hey, the war's kind of restarted, but you're not going to, like, go sicko mode again, right? And Ryder's like, well, can't make any promises. <laughs> and, like, she, she's she like, I've been go- so I've been going sicko mode. Yeah, she basically says, like, um, you know, I my goal is to protect Sakura, and I, I don't have any desire to hurt you. But if things come down to it, I will turn back into a monster, and you need to accept that. Um, here, though, after that conversation, um, we have a scene with Ryder on her own, uh, it, it, like, uh, out on the town. Um, and even though she knows there's no knowledge to be gained from going on these nightly patrols, she can't help but continue to, like, just slaughter these beasts. Um, in her murder trance, though, she accidentally slices Karen open. Ryder smells the blood and starts to lose her self-control. Karen says, If you can't endure it any longer, then do as you please. After all, you attacked me, the human, first, because that's what you wanted, right? Karen reveals the truth. Medusa still holds a grudge against humans. She's enjoying killing people. Medusa is using protecting Sakura as an excuse. Killing is more important to her than anything else. Quote, choosing to function as a machine won't change the weight of the lives you took. Even if you cast your eyes down, the lost lives will still linger. Keep living with that bottled up and someday you will lose sight of even yourself, end quote. What follows is a shockingly good scene where Avenger explains that she's not, in fact, a monster. She has a choice of who she wants to become. He asks her if, in her heart, there is still any fragment of her desires left. Medusa remembers how she wanted to protect Sakura and prevent her from suffering the same fate as herself. The transformation halts, and Avenger tells her she barely managed to become a heroic spirit. This scene rules. I really, I really mm-hmm. like this. Uh, yeah, this scene, uh, I, I loved this scene um, this, as this a like, sort of capstone on like what Ryder's conflict has yeah, been from like the very the, start. There's been like a few like interviews where like Nasu's like, yeah, we had to cut, we had to cut like a caster route and a rider route where we wanted to put a lot more of them into fate stay night. And like a lot of them that got recycled into hollow Raxia. And this is like the, like, I'm like, this is like, this feels like the like fucking finale of like a rider route of like her having like an arc about Sakura and like actually like becoming like, okay, I'm a person. I, I'm going to be a person for Sakura. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like like almost all of the rider content uh-huh. in this game. Um, and, and I like this moment right here where Ryder, like, getting to make a choice and, like, getting a moment to reflect, uh, even a little bit on the end of Heaven's Feel, it feels like, uh, um, and having to be a person and move forward, like, that is, that is enjoyable. Uh-huh. I also like getting to see Karen in action here beyond just fucking with Avenger, like, this is how she interacts with the world. She just pokes and prods and needles people until, like, she gets a reaction. And that is... Fu- it, it is fun for me because I just, I enjoy evil bitches. Yeah. But also, like, it is interesting that, like, she is only able to approach the world from a position of hostility. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, Karen, the way Karen approaches people is almost like the halfway point between, like, how Shiro and Kyrie do. Cause like Kyrie needles people 
both for his own satisfaction, but also like because he is trying to accomplish something that is not always clear at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Shiro gets involved because like he just straight up, wa- straight up wants to help people, but he often tries to take on that responsibility himself. Yeah, right, because he's a big dumb bitch. Yeah, whereas Karen like full of all time. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh-huh. Karen like is kind of a troll, but like not in the weird like selfish manipulative way that Kyrie is. Like Karen is genuinely trying to help people uh, because she believes that is her job and her purpose. She's just, she's she's good just she was just the Joker's child. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the only way she knows how to help people is through Joker's trick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's great. I love her. She's great. Um, let's see here. All right, yes. Uh, so the final scene of, um, uh, the, the final day of, of this loop, uh, uh, Avenger goes to Ilya, the true Holy Grail, looking for answers. Uh, she does know what's going on, but she wanted to prevent him from coming here. She didn't want things to end. She reveals that the Holy Grail of this war is actually a servant Quote, it's someone who was summoned to in the third Holy Grail War, taken into the Grail, and grew into a demon that grants people's wishes through the power of the Grail. She says the Grail is at the highest point in this city. Someone who wasn't in the Fifth Grail War fell to Earth from there. It's not Heaven's Feel, it's Heaven's Fall. She also explains that once the loop ends, the fake will disappear and be replaced by the real thing. She directly, she directly addresses Shiro as Angramainu, making it clear that the Shiro of Fate Holoraxia has been Angramainu imitating him all along. Uh, at twist. night, um, stairs to the Black Holy Grail appear, and the fake Avenger tries to run up them to the Grail, but his strength is sapped from him, and he's torn apart by the beasts. We then begin the final loop, loop 23. First, our last visit to the church. Karen is playing her organ again. So as not to disturb her, Avenger shuts his eyes and contemplates humanity. He believes that humans cannot live without hate, and they will remain uncured for all eternity. Yet there is also beauty in the world and in humanity. Quote, What a misunderstanding. A self-righteous utopia. What's ugly is simply ugly. The only beings who manage to find beauty in ugliness are humans, and even that sentiment is washed away in the blink of an eye. But that's enough for me. If the radiance only lasts for a moment, that is enough. In the midst of this eternally existing evil, if I could embrace emotion, even if it was false, then that light was real. That's why, at the very least, while I'm still human, I'd like to do something human. I didn't leave anything. In this false void in which I could save nobody, I wish for some sort of meaning. You are correct, Emi Ashiro. Even if the sinfulness of your mistakes and sentimentality sears my eyes, I too want to yearn for something that I felt was beautiful just as you do. End quote. The performance ends, and unlike previous times, Avenger claps for her. Karen smiles and thanks him for listening. Karen reveals that she inserted a servant like version of herself into the walled garden of the loops in order to exist there without the need for loops or retries. However, once the loop at loops end, this version of her will disappear, and the real one uh, won't inherit her memories. And this is where this scene had stopped. 
it would have been one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it does not. L- let's talk about this scene up until yes, this Yes, let's talk about the okay. first half because okay. I do think it's important because, like, this is, like, the culmination of Avengers' um, character arc where mm-hmm. he realizes there is merit to shiro's he's been in he's he's made the classic mistake of hanging around shiro too much and it's been infected with shiro's very insane sense of reality he's like all right i can find a i can find a middle ground here yeah it happens to everyone vegeta to uh, uh, shiro's goku like he's been infected by shiro not being a dumb bitch and like caring about the world and like there is still a sense that like avenger has an understanding of like the world as a place of cruelty and violence that like of like the inherent um absurdity of shiro's desire but like is willing to reach for it in a way that feels he he feels like he has a stronger understanding of the futility of shiro's desire and him still wanting to reach for that makes it feel he, more dramatic the, to me i guess yeah does that make yeah, yeah avengers so, viewpoint is that y- utopia does not and cannot exist but that there is value in a t- is in continually attempting to make it exist the way that like mm-hmm. he like lived out all of these like slice of life scenes and like enjoyed them so much like he he's like i got to have like a life for once i got to like exist as a person and he does that long enough that he's like oh man i care about like these people and like being a person so much now i have to like actually like do something for them like i have to like actually like put an end to this since i'm like concretely grounded in this world now like he he gives a shit he learned to give a shit yeah yeah i mean so that is like a thing that we'll end up hitting on a little bit more later especially during the scene with bazette but like the game fundamentally makes the case that like uh, even if we are like forced to achieve salvation through our own actions and through taking care of ourselves like our our definition of self our existence only exists in the context of other people and so like angermainu has like been denied that his entire life even when he was a person who was alive he was isolated and denied his humanity and so finally being given that chance to be a person and exist has finally put him in a position of oh i'm able to like grow and be a person because i am able to have and develop these interactions and these relationships with other people and care about them in that context and want to help them Um, which I, i i think is like an important realization that is like because that's something that's like kind of implied a lot in even fate stay night but is never made explicit in the same way and so getting that in this game especially after uh angerbine has spent the whole game being nihilistic and uh, cynical is really cathartic and then it's followed by nightmare yeah yeah um we don't need to go deep into it or delve into the thematic ramifications. There is stuff to talk about here and we're just not going to do it because it's not worth talking about. Uh, they go upstairs and uh, Avenger uh, sexually assaults Karen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which really, it, it, which really puts a damper on like 
Avengers the character. The rest of this game. Yeah, and in a very similar situation to where, like, for for the Rin and Shira relationship to work uh, in Unlimited Blade Works, you kind of just have to ignore that terrible sex scene. You also have to ignore this one. Yes. Um, so you, you just have to say, no, this this didn't happen. This didn't exist. Because if 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 it did exist, then it just breaks the emotions you're supposed to feel about Avenger um, for the rest of this game. The only other thing that I want to say about this scene that is worth noting is even outside of the actual pornographic version of this scene, it is still framed as essentially being a metaphorical sexual assault scene. Um, and it's, it's very upsetting no matter what. Mm, yeah. I didn't, I didn't bother checking to see what the uh, alternate version of the scene was. Yeah. Anyways, moving yeah, on. Yeah. Moving on to uh, some real good stuff. Uh, Cause I, I really like how, uh, this game ends here. Um, let's see here. Uh, but I do have one last sort of goofy scene. Uh, the 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 very last uh, day three scene, right before the ending starts. Um, there's a scene in the living room of the Emia residence uh, where. Rin encourages Shiro to find Saber's Gekirin, which is a yes! scale on a dragon that yes! is growing backwards. Because after all, Saber's uh, Saber is a dragon, basically. Uh, and it turns out to be her it, it, Ahoge. It's, it, it's which, like, yeah, it's like the weak point that like lets you take oh down my a dragon. God. Uh, yeah, which I note here that we get a tongue-in-cheek lore explanation for it. I can't remember what that explanation is. It, it contains all of her power, and it's, like, the representation of her king kingliness, and that's oh. why she, like, she, like, protected it with her life, and, like, always, like, wore a helm, but it, like, it was, like, people, when she took off her helmet, like, people would, like, see her, okay, and, like, they would cheer, because, like, <laughs> they meant the king was standing strong and whatever. Yeah, and then the culmination <laughs> of it is that, like, um... Shiro pulls it off. Yeah, Shiro pulls it off, and she becomes Saber Alter. Uh, Incredible. Uh, I think there's a line. There's a there's a line Shiro says here when she's like just staring there, like standing there, like glaring at them. And Shiro's like, "Us, ah, Saber, what's happened to your usual hunger?" Because now she's like evil. And uh, Rin decide Rin is the hero and saves this loop from ending. By saying, Shiro, start cooking. And <laughs> bega Shiro begins hurriedly cooking and feeding this fucked up sa this saber altar as fast as he can. And she just keeps eating to the point Rin has to run to the grocery while he continues cooking. And we get a lovely, a lovely relaxed saber altar in like a maid dress, just like chewing on a burger. Oh, that's that's the one I've seen you post a lot. It's my it's one of my favorite images. It's a pretty it it's I a pretty good image. I, can I honestly? I am so surprised after playing these two games that there has not been more saber altar stuff. Yeah, yeah like, there's not, with how not a visible whole lot. Like with how visible saber altar is as like a fate thing. 
Like she, people really like the design, but like there's not much yeah. to her. Like they never really characterize her much. There, there's not like a character to Saber Alter. Like even, especially in Fate Stay Night, like at, when she is Saber Alter, that is basically she's kind of she's kind of glares. Yeah, well, she, she becomes glares, a much but that's also bigger like, thing in Fate Grand Order. Yeah, that's also like a means by which the game delineates. Like she is Saber Alter because her story is done. Like yeah. she is not a part of this narrative in this same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. She has surrendered to this story, and like that, it, it is interesting. That, like, we also don't get... Uh, like, I th- would have thought if any game would have done something with Saber Alter, it would have been yeah. uh, Fate Hollow Ataraxia, the fan disc. But no, it's yeah. just not here. Especially no. since we get Saber Alter Yeah, you get Alter a really early, early Saber Alter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, no, the, the way that, like, the game, like, the games and, like, everything is just uninterested, most, like, for the most part, of, like, what, like, this corruption of, a nar- of like, a heroic narrative could mean and, like, be... And, like, yeah. like, Grand Order does it, and I am very mixed on it, and, like, there's a few times that, like, other, like, Fate works will mess with altars, but Saber really never gets touched, like. I've heard yeah. that's yeah, I mean, what these... Cam- the Camelot singularity is about I, in Fate Grand I Order. guess, but that's less of a, that's less of an altar and more just one of those, like, it's weird. Yeah, that yeah, that's true. It's not her altar. It's like the the a different path. Yeah, a different path of like kingship. It it isn't like if this hero became something like wretched that stopped following this like heroic path. It is like it, like all altars are like this weird like they can be they can be anything. Grand Order is really weird about what altars can mean and be. Yeah, altars are. We wanted to make a second servant for people a to have goth to roll servant, on, and we'll a come up with what it yeah. needs to be. Like Okita altar is just like insane to me. It's like nonsense. She's not even goth. She's just the same, except like yeah, she's just the same character. Only now this one's designated as a foreigner yeah, class, yeah. I guess. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, both of these games are just fundamentally uninterested in like quote-unquote corruption narratives down to like them literally going hey you know how you thought sakura was going sicko mode she's not she's just kind of an asshole like the whole first game is them going yeah joker jokerification's not a yeah thing. it's it's like, the thing we complained th- about uh with the movie adaptation because it the movies uh don't seem to realize that that's like that's like a core piece of what i really like about this game because sakura is just kind of an asshole sometimes in this one like she loves yeah she, it's great she loves just like being a person and like reveling and just like have being in like confident and having like a position to like actually like mock and make fun of people she loves poking at people's weaknesses yeah, one of my favorite parts she uh, loves poking at people's weaknesses she also loves like cl- she clearly loves having like that position of safety as the quote-unquote innocent one to retreat to yes. and like she's she kind of an asshole it. with it she's it's perfect yeah it's soccer as like a yeah, fully it, realized person it's outstanding one of my favorite Sakura great. moments Sakura. is when she deliberately fucks with Shiro and and like yes. when she's writing the letter to Rin. Yes. Yes. It's perfect. And she immediately is like, I don't. She clearly is trying to act like she's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. And it's like, Sakura, we're not stupid. Sakura, all, you're wonderful. We all see what you're doing. I'm going to let you get away uh, with oh. this, but I know what you're doing. Yeah. I, I genuinely love, like, it is maybe my favorite thing about both of these games that they don't let anybody hide in like oh you were being secretly mind controlled by the evil juice like no 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 if you're doing a thing it's because you want to be doing a thing 
that no one's making you do this stuff. You have made a choice to do this, and you need to reckon with that. Sa- Saber, like, Saber could have broken away from Caster at any time. She just liked the outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> she 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 liked being bound up in a in a wedding dress. <laughs> I mean, and like that's part of what her being uh. uh her being saber alter being a finality for her story like even if it like she like narratively and literally could not have necessarily broken away just by the mechanics of the fiction like it is still a means of signifying that metaphorically like this is her surrendering to that nihilism that is clear and that fatalism that has clearly always been there yeah and like it rules It, it is great that this game refuses to let anyone have the easy out of like you were jokerfied so you're not responsible for your actions also like there's uh, I, I again yeah, no, just love it just makes me love even more the fact that like the character that Sakura ends up looking up most to is Caster. Yeah. Who yeah. is also kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I kinda I kind of like this villain who like mind controls people. And Sakura I'll be, wants I'll to be, be normal be, about it. Sakura wants to be just like her, a perfect wife who's also a powerful wizard. <laughs> the shiro housewife scene where he meets them and she's like uh i am afraid that rin's like hypnotize shiro to do her bidding not that i would be able to resist doing that if i could yeah but <laughs> i love that line so much yeah. sakura fucking like, rules just, dude like i might do a little mind control but <laughs> but i don't want my sister doing it to my boy yeah uh, th- there's, like, a really weird scene in the same vein that's, like, one of, like, the more, like, goofy, like, very, like, lighthearted slice of life scene where, like, uh, uh, Shiro and Shinji, like, break into Sakura's room to read her diary. But, like, before that, there's, like, this weird thing where it's, like, Shinji kind of realizes that he was, like, a fucking shithead and, like, an awful person and nobody, like, really wants him around. And he's, like, I'm just gonna leave. And he just, like, leaves the narrative... And, like, he's, like, I'm just gonna, like, leave this town, and, like, I'm probably not gonna come back or see you guys again. And, like, she was just, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that, I don't want to, like, <laughs> kill you, but, like, I don't really want to see you again. And, but then it, like, just cuts, like, a really goofy scene. But it's, like, this weird thing where, like, it's not, it's not exactly letting Shinji off. Because, like, even in this, like, perfect slice-of-life world, it's, like, Shinji should not be around these characters. It, get, it gets, like, he's not on the same level as these guys. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a weird because then it then it's like a goofy bad end scene where like uh, evil Sakura kills them. But like there's like this one moment that's like oh, like Shiro's just kind of like standing there while Shinji's like man I, I kind of realize I I'm an asshole and I can't make up for that. And Shiro just goes yeah dude get the fuck out. Damn, I wish that was the yeah, only Shinji like scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it feels like there's like one person on the writing team who is like adamant about this and fought to finally get that included. And then you know the, they insist the, on having the way the, rest that, of the way that like there is like this is like a thing that very like it had like multiple writers just like doing different scenes yeah, yeah. and like that is people, like it's sure. very apparent yeah it, it is very like when I say I think there was one writer who was like man fuck Shinji like I I mean I literally think there was one writer who was like man fuck Shinji yeah that's entirely possible um dang. In which case, I want to buy that dude a beer. I want to go <laughs> hang out with him. Uh, anyway, uh, we now have our final scene that is not the epilogue. 
uh, end of the final, end of day four, uh, going out for a walk to the Black Holy Grail. Uh, Karen is waiting at the top of the roof to take Avenger's hand and escort him back to the Black Grail. This game tries to make me feel melancholy for the fact that Avenger and this Karen will both disappear, but the previous scene kind of hampers that. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, as the monsters try to stop him, the gang's all here to destroy the encroaching swarm. As Sierra mentioned briefly, this is the Game Master Anthony scene. <laughs> it sure is! All the, it, it all the Oomphies show up. Uh, it... it I marked the fuck out every time everyone does name Gilgamesh shows up. Everyone does. It's beautiful. It's, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, the... when, when Saber shows up, I lost when, my fucking when, mind. Okay. The entire time, the, the entire game when Archer hasn't been wearing his cloak and he and Rin finally are on speaking terms and like team up together. And he finally puts on the red cloak to represent him. Like joining up with Rin again. Yeah. yeah. Fucking sick. Yeah. Losing my goddamn mind. Uh, unironically, if you like, don't check out any part of this game. Just watch this like last scene. Yeah, this it like fucking flow. rules. Like okay, the scene with Sakura Saber standing and... in front of the no, fucking yeah, okay. skyscraper, going, "You shall not pass." <sighs> with Sakura like fully unleashing like her like fucking dark side Sakura and like doing fucking repukins. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking outstanding. She has like that fucked up sleeve of like Dark Sakura and like yeah. she's controlling yeah. Rider. So she's good. fucking battle Sakura. It's awesome. It's sick as fuck. It makes it's me, the coolest thing in the world. It does make me desperately want a follow up where like like these these Sakura's characters doing fucking damage. Yeah, where these characters are just like, yeah. hey, what if we fucked up the Magic Association and then they just get to do some magic fights together. Because I, I do want to see more of this Sakura and more yeah, of this Rin. It, like, like, Ryder's, like, all concerned about her throughout the fight. Like, oh, are you sure you're not pushing yourself too hard? And she's like, Ryder, I'm fucking killing it. Yeah, like, she... Ra- Sakura's like, I am simply going ape like, shit. Sakura still has her connection to the Grail, so, like... Yeah, she's like, I have infinite magic power, and I'm using it, and I'm having a great time. Like, like there's, like, a moment when she's like, oh, I think I'm losing myself to the darkness. And then Ryder's like, remember your homies. And she's like, I remember my homies. <laughs> Oh, uh, this scene too is what I was thinking of when uh, we were talking about the artist, like, yeah, popping the fuck mm-hmm. off with visual direction. Yeah. Like, this is like the best in both of these two games. Like, the visual direction uh, from illustration to illustration in this scene is like so fucking good. When fucking and like, it, there's not a whole lot to say here about like moment to moment. Uh, uh. Um, Avenger and Karen are climbing up the stairs, and they're trying to make sell the melancholy, and that's not working. It, sho- it shows like um, and all it of- shows like the open world map you've been seeing, but it's slowly getting like encroached by darkness and whatever. Yeah, and uh, uh, the beasts are basically coming from everywhere. There's an infinite number of them, and all of the homies show up and are fighting them in different places. Yeah, it's just holding it's them. Like, yeah. And it is, like, very clearly, like, there is an infinite number of them. This is solely a holding action, and it is just trying to stall them out long enough for Avenger to get up there. But, uh, it is fucking sick, and when Caster shows up and is doing her fucking sick laser beam, yeah. I, I marked out. Yeah. But, uh, uh it and, ultimately all culminate. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, when, like, Saber's, like, all alone and just, like, man, I wish Shiro was here. Yeah! <laughs> fucking uh, uh see it, like all culminates in like 
uh, a bunch of them, like, get past everybody else, and they're like, oh, fuck, everything's fucked, because all it takes is one, and they become real in the same way that, uh-uh, and Avenger is gonna ultimately fail. Um, and then it just pops to, uh, Saber in front of the, uh... Like, at the foot of the building? The tower. Yeah. The entire tower sheathed in the wind from her Excalibur and is just like, nah, fuck y'all. It's so fucking cool. God, it rules. It's real great. She's like, oh man, everyone else is like a master servant pair and I'm alone and like that sucks. I wish Shira was here, but I'm going to fucking kill every (laughs) single one of these. Yeah, because Saber is the strongest servant. She would not lose. Saber's cool as shit. And then like Lancer's just sitting off to the side. Yeah, Lancer doesn't. That's, I think, actually my favorite part. Lancer does Lancer's, nothing. This whole Lancer's time. squatting and watching. Lancer is simply vibing. He's like, he's like, Bazit's like, not. I can't help Bazit, so I'm just chilling. Yeah, I'm. Lancer's like, I'm good. Y'all seem to like got this. I I, I, don't I, need I, I got a split in half CGI a few loops ago. I think I'm fought out. <laughs> uh, it's it's such a good culmination. It's, it's so fucking good. And then the final scene with Avenger and Baz, it's like, mm, yeah. beautiful. Speaking of which. Uh, this is where it becomes Kingdom yeah, Hearts. This, this, is the, this is the Kim shit. I fucking went ape shit. I, I, th- this is, when I say this is the Kingdom Hearts shit, I mean that complimentary. This owns. This fucking stained glass shit fucking rules. I love this yeah, shit. Uh, I'm going to actually post the the image now that I think you're talking about. Oh no! I the one I was thinking of was the one where they're running away from. Oh, okay, that yeah. one's also really good. Um, but yeah, Bazette is inside the Grail, waiting here to defend it in an extremely Kingdom Hearts ass looking stained glass dimension. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, like, I'm gonna, end- I'm gonna fucking kill you. I don't want to. I don't want to stop. <laughs> Yeah, in order to end the loops, he's going to have to convince her to end her wish. He asks her if she really thinks the eternal loops will bring her salvation. She says she can continue to exist like this, to which he replies that's not the same as salvation. If things stay as they are, she'll keep suffering until the end of time. He then gets to the core of Bazette's uncertainty. Quote, The unsightliness of not striving is harder for you to bear than the unsightliness of being alone. Even though you're strong, you're tormented by the humiliation of always being the lowest. You can't overcome that, even here. I'm right, aren't I? No matter how much you won and fought on, no matter how many masters you defeated, you couldn't feel proud of yourself, not even once, end quote. He knows this because the same is true for him as well. Nobody can carry that burden for you, he says. You gotta carry it yourself. The only thing that the only thing people can support for each other isn't their burdens, but their bodies when that weight's on the verge of breaking them down. You gotta carry that weight. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Uh, Vizette argues that Avenger isn't being honest either. Uh, I won't be fooled, she says. I won't abandon you. Continue granting my wish, Avenger, even if you're tired of it, even if you can no longer create any more new events. If you are telling me to continue fighting alone, I'll do it. There are still some gaps remaining, right? Then fine. Either they're small, as long as there's there's still something to be seen. Keep this world turning, he thinks. Keep going through those golden days. Keep experiencing that which I never could obtain, yet should have originally been given to me. Didn't you enjoy yourself, she asks. I did. It was painful, but in the end that pain was the joy of living. 
I know you don't want to return to that void. This place isn't my wish at all. Angra, mind you, this world was your dream. If continuing the Holy Grail War was my wish, then these peaceful, ordinary days were... That's right, but I'm t already tired of it all, he says. Might as well at least see how it ends. The stained glass begins cracking and falling apart. The grail is being destroyed, and Avenger will disappear along with it. He gestures to a light on the horizon, telling Bazette that's where she'll find her entrance. In confusion, she asks why. Well, cause you're alive, he says. Can't cross over to the other side if you're not dead, right? Your wish was to not die, right? I granted it, that's all. At the time, you were in a state of suspended animation. I've been keeping you preserved in that state for half a year. Avenger reveals to the audience that Karen actually found Bazette in the secret chamber and started treating her. It complicated things for the loop, but if she hadn't shown up, her body probably wouldn't have lasted as long as it has. They say their goodbyes, then, at the count of three, both run to their respective destinations. There's a difference between ending and not continuing, my previous self once said, Avenger thinks. If I borrow the hope in those words, it seems that by ending, I can finally see the continuation. I won't come to a halt and remain stopped forever here. Even if I disappear, I will aim for what lies next. For that reason, I filled up the void that composed me and completed a single picture. For that reason, I will return to the void that is me and complete the picture of the world. Though I can no longer see that picture, I hope that this picture will be beautiful to everyone. Bazette wakes up in the mansion. Her left arm is missing, but she re resolves to continue living without it. In the spot where Anger Mainyu would, would always greet her, the sliding tile puzzle lies completed, displaying a simple white flower. Outside, she hears Rin and Shiro walking up to the mansion with the intent to investigate it. She thinks about how she should greet them, and we fade to white. So, uh, I, a couple things here that yeah. I think are worth mentioning yeah, yeah, yeah. is um, after Bazette disappears and uh, Avenger starts going off towards the void, uh, the words I and me are literally expunged from the text and are written above with that expunging uh, in superscript. Um, and uh, during the scene where she is getting ready to greet uh, Rin and Shiro, she is like basically thinking about how to prank them about yeah. how the house is. Haunted, yeah, which she's, she's like, can I like hide? Can I like spook them? It's it's really good. Um, yeah, but uh, so I, one thing I really like about this scene is like. Bazette shows up and it initially frames it as like, oh, violence is going to have to happen here. It's the only solution. And like, that just, it never happens. There is no fight here to resolve no. this. It's, Bazette is clearly like here, not because she wants to stay in this loop forever. It's because she doesn't want Avenger to have to suffer and die. And like, that is clearly the thing she wants here. Yeah. Um, and she finally resolves to like, let him pass before she even realizes she's still alive. Yeah. Like, like, she's, like, she's, like, acting, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, I'm bracing myself, we're gonna, like, fight until the end, and, like, the Grail's already collapsing, like, she's already given in, she's just, like, putting on this, like, strong front of, like, she wants, like, Avenger to, like, fucking, like, fight her and end her, but he's like, no, we're homies. We are simply homies, says Avenger. <laughs> there's, there's, like, a really good moment when, like, they're arguing, and, like, Avenger just, like, thinks about, like, what makes up Bazit, and he's like, oh, her her like 
she's really strong. Like, she has so many powers and abilities. But she, like, as a person, is so fragile. Like, like the line is, like, possessing doubts about one's existence is a fatal flaw. Like, everything that Bazit is, is, like, so close to breaking. It, this is why she was, like, so enraptured by Kotamine, because he is so good at breaking people in that exact way. And, like, she's, like, so busted and, like, so prepared mm-hmm. to just, like let herself break in this moment like she's like i i i'm i will stop being if this person is like willing to hurt me and Uh he doesn't he's like get Uh out of here Uh, yeah i mean like there's one point where he even says something like uh uh, she she basically has the honor student problem of like she was so capable for so long that like she has never fully understood how to deal with, like, mm-hmm. shit when she finally can't handle stuff. Like, yeah. And so every time she actually starts to break, she just doesn't know how to handle it and just shatters. Yeah. Like, it, she has never fully, like, failed before. And so, like, when that finally happens, she just falls apart in a way that she is just not prepared for and not equipped to recover from. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is, yeah, man, does that, I understand, girl. Yeah. I, I get Ken. it. Yeah, et cetera. It, go, go, go. It'd be like that. Um, She's hanging in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then there's one point, too, where uh, after Bazette, like, leaves and uh, Avengers giving his final monologue, there's just, like, a scene of, like, the last piece of stained glass sliding into place, and it's so fucking good. Yeah. It kicks ass. It's so like, good. This scene fucking rules. The... It's making me realize that I love the writing of fate, and like what and what yeah. what fate means most. Yeah, when it is just being ludicrously sentimental. It, it is all about yeah. the vibes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, this is such a a beautiful and emotional scene, um, and it is just smacking you in the fucking face with the themes and the symbolism. Like it is, it is the least subtle thing in the universe, uh, but also it is beautiful because of that. Um, yeah, uh, we talk a lot about Nasu being as subtle as a bag of bricks, but like it is because like the works have a clear goal and idea that they are working towards and are not afraid to just be like, yeah, this is the thing it is yeah. about. This is the thing it's about, and it is important that it is about this thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there is no fear of being corny here there is just sincerity yes yes um and it's it's why it's what i appreciate about it. it's 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 why i i adore that the final climactic scene in the game takes place in a black void where there is just a stained glass ceiling uh that represents both like uh the church like the imagery of the churches that has been pervasive through this whole thing uh as well as Bazette herself being like gra- glass beautiful and very fragile um yeah. mm-hmm. but also like like worth preser- worth preserving like for that fragility um because w- worth preserving and worth completing yes. specifically like the the act of completion and producing a final beautiful thing even if there is nothing left for you to do from that point on, is worthwhile in and of itself, in the act of completion. Yeah. Um, I, I, 
I like it is absurd that they kept making fate after they made a thing that's like letting thing Why? letting things end is so good and beautiful. That 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 is the actual reason I don't like the epilogue scene very much because this is all like it, letting things I, end is so important I, I, and beautiful. I have the exact and, opposite and then, opinion. Like yeah. really, because like I, so. Let me at least finish yeah, this. Sure. Yeah, point, go go is, go go. Uh, the game it all makes this case like letting things end and completing things is so important and so fundamentally necessary, and then you can continue from there and find uh, something new or start something else. It, and that is worthwhile. And then you have the game uh, end on this really solid final button of Bazette, like, A, clearly being fundamentally changed in a real way uh, to the point where she is willing to joke with people and start something new and progress forward as in a direction she has, like, never tried, fundamentally yeah. never been able to before. Um, and then you get to the epilogue, which is this scene that, feels kind of like falling back on what it was doing already it feels falling like you you ended already you don't have to keep gilding the lily you don't have to keep doing the thing you were already doing um it 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 feels unnecessary to me um and kind of undermines that i concept of ending by just continuing what was already there before I guess should we bring up the epilogue I, now, or I get yeah, or I, more to point, I, should like, you two bring yeah, up the epilogue? Can I, since can I, yes. I, I want to like I want to talk through it. Yeah, because I do like, not have I, a summary yeah, for this because okay. I did not realize it existed. Okay, so uh, I opened up Fate Hollow Rexia just like really quickly, like spam through it, just like refresh myself. But mm-hmm. the way the way this goes is it opens with like Sherwin Saber coming home from like going shopping, and they find. Yes. Bazit's in the living room with Sakura and Rin, mm-hmm. everyone being very awkward because Rin's like, oh my god, this is like an executive. This is like one of the most powerful people I've ever met. If she wants to... She could literally murder if us. If she wanted to, she could destroy us in a heartbeat. Uh, she like pulls like Shiro aside to explain all this to him and he's like, I don't know. It looks like she's just chilling. Uh, and <laughs> Shiro's response is like, oh, so what you're saying is like, we should be super they, chill and friendly with her so she doesn't yeah, kill us, right? And they, she's like, oh, they, fuck. They, they listen in for, like, a moment to, like, how Bazit's, like, interacting with people. And, like, Sakura's like, oh, is the tea good? She's like, it tastes like tea. It's just tea. And she's and, and <laughs> yes. like, a, she's so fucked up! A very, a very funny callback to Avenger going, like, why do you choose just the cheapest food possible? What yeah, the fuck is no, wrong with no. you? No, like, no. Like, Rin's like, this is, a, this is a sign of how fucked up she is. She doesn't even care if it's good. And like Rin, uh, and then she was like, "Oh, I see. You're saying she's the opposite of Saber." <laughs> uh, uh, but but anyway, they they end up going back, and like they're like, uh, she was like, "Hey, so like, are you okay? Like, why? What are you doing here?" And she's like, she seems really awkward with him. Like she's like, I like what? Like she's just like stumbling over her words, not able to get anything out. And he eventually gets like annoyed enough to be like, "Hey, just tell me what's going on." And she's like, "Oh, you're being mean again." That's what I. That's what I'm familiar with from you, Shiro. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! And everyone's like, "How do you fucking yeah. know her?" And she's like, "And he's like, I have no idea who this is. Like, I don't know what's going on." And she's like, "Oh, I, I guess that's right." But uh, don't. Uh, he does say she seems. Familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he he gets the vibe kind of, but like he doesn't he doesn't recognize her. But she's like, "It's fine. Like I I overstepped or whatever." Blah blah blah. And she she brings up her point for being there. She severed all ties to the the Mage Association. She is unemployed and homeless. 
And so uh-huh. uh, everyone's like, oh, do you want like a job recommendation? Like everyone like puts forward ideas. Like Sakura's like, oh, do you want to be like a boxer? Because you're so like strong and manly. And uh, she's like, Sakura, I'm going to fucking kill you. Shut up. <laughs> At one point, somebody asked her if she should be a teacher, and she's I'm like, violent. I really should not be a teacher because I will kick a child ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, the, the Saber, like, Saber's recommended job is like, oh, do you want to, like, join Taiga and, like, join her, like, Yakuza family? She's so tough. And she's like, they are all cowards. I already talked to them. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, They're too afraid of conflict, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And then the sheriff's like, how about, like, a librarian? Like, you need physical strength to move books. Like, you can, you you need to be, like, polite. And you can, like, you're mostly alone and you can just read books. And she's like, wow, that's actually, like, really good. And he's like, okay. And everybody's like, Shira, how the fuck do you know this much about her? (laughs) And he's like, I I don't know. Uh, Shrug? And so he's like, okay, problem fixed, right? Like, what, what are you still doing here? And she's like, well, I don't have a house. Can I stay here? Uh, and everyone's like, well, uh, uh, but uh, it, this is also... Everyone except Saber is like... Eh, okay, I, yeah. No, the like, reasons... Uh, and Saber's like... The reason Saber's uh, into I, I'm it... I'm fine with it. Uh, Bazit, Bazit brings up, like, I want a job. Like, as, as, like, a master of a servant, I need to be able to support that servant. I need to, like, ha- I need to, like be able to pay for food. I need to, like, be able to clean the place. I, I like I need like a space and, and Saber's like that's right a master should support their servant and it's rude to expect a servant to like do housework and go shopping and, and, and like Saber's like all over her now and like a super like a big fan of her and she's like alright let's calm down uh, and then he's like but and the way Rin gets her back on her side is by saying Bazette you could be Shiro's bodyguard <laughs> and Bazette's like hmm he does seem like he'd get in trouble a lot I would be very good at being his bodyguard and Saber immediately is like no never mind she can't see you <laughs> yeah uh then like Shiro's like okay so like you said you're a master but like who's like your servant like you there's I don't think there's a free servant for you to have and she's like oh I I have a servant and she like fucking scowls like like it gets like a real close-up and she's just like fucking scowling she's like he he is on loan to someone who won't give him back. And then and then Karen shows up. Oh. And she's like, why are you being so fucking rude? I was going to give him worth back. Worth noting. Uh, yeah. Worth noting. Uh, she has both arms. Yeah. Or, so far, so far she's missing. had both arms. One of her arms is just like black. Like one of her hands is just yes. black. But she has both arms. And uh, Karen shows up and is like, I was going to give him back. But you're being fucking rude. And Shiro's like, oh, who, like, I, I get your vibe also, but, like, there's so many people here now. What Karen specifically says is, I would have given him, I've already told you my very simple conditions for giving yeah. him back, which is uh, Bazette's left arm. It is. The artificial arm. It is a fucked up, cursed demon arm made out of, like, evil holy grail energy from Angra Mainu because she used that yes. command seal to like bind it to her. Oh. So she has so she is a fucked up devil arm made out of magical evil wish power. And Karen's like, that is like the most unholy thing I've ever seen. I need to like confiscate that. And she's like, no, I don't I don't think it's I my arm. it's my arm. Uh Karen's like, you could get another artificial arm. It's fine. Like, just don't make it out of evil uh-huh. grail shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's having a lovely time with that arm. And so Karen won't give Lancer back to her until then. And so she was like, okay, this is like an impasse. But like, Karen, what are you doing here? And Karen's like, well, the church is all busted up. So until it's fixed, 
can I stay here? Uh, during this scene, also at one point, Shiro like gets mad at both of them and is like, "Hey, fucking stop it!" And, <laughs> and they're they, both like, "Oh!" Uh, and they're like, "Oh!" So they both rip his shirt off, draw a bunch of draw- markings on him, and dye his hair black and like make it all spiky. And they're like, "Holy fuck!" They do look exactly. <laughs> oh my alike. god! So it's, both it's of them just, clearly yeah. remember Avengers. Yeah, yeah. No, they they ex- they have like they have their memories, and Shiro's just sitting there like this. I don't know what's going on. I guess. I can just, but it it is basically just like Bazit is trying very hard to just be a person. Like she, yeah. it is it is so mm-hmm. good. She and Karen are like joining like this group of like like it it is the same process. Like it is like the start of the process that like Hollow Interaxi was like. Instead of ending like fate, where it just like cuts away like, at the end, before Sakura does, like, any sort of, like, growing or, like, changing as a person. Like, this is, like, sure. an indication that, like, a hollow ataraxia, like, span of time where, like, the way that Sakura got to be, like, a person and grow and develop is going to happen mm-hmm. again with uh, Bazit and Karen. And, like, they are going to, like, experience the same thing. They are going to, like, have that same process. It, you don't need to see it. Their story is done. Sure. They're, you're, done you're done with them. We're not going to bother them anymore. They're just gonna they're just gonna keep growing as people. And that it's I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I mean like I, I don't necessarily disagree. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think for me the reason it feels uh, uh, weaker is like the return to that same structural yeah. form in the beginning okay. of the game and like I'd already assumed that was gonna happen by the ending that we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the epilogue like that that was an assumption i already had and so i was fine cutting away there and so like that return to that structural form feels like it undercuts it a little bit but uh, at the same time like i don't necessarily disagree if that makes sense Uh i get you like uh, like i don't think you're wrong I, i just think like structurally and like the way this information is conveyed and returning to that same form and that same like uh uh slice of life gag comedy uh tone yeah, 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 yeah. that is in er- especially early early hollow ataraxia undercuts like the really momentum heavy uh uh and uh, high emotion of the ending and i mean like part of that is because i watched them back to back and they are clearly not designed to be watched back to back because of how much work you have to do to get to the epilogue yeah like it like i got the epilogue after like seeing a few spare scenes that i hadn't gotten and like viewing the like for a while i was like i I clicked on one of the things in like the real world space and it's like oh it was like the sex scene i'm like oh i'm not interested in that so i just like skipped it but then there was like there's like the the whole like uh scooby-doo gang of classmates yeah uh just like having an adventure in the real space and like i was like oh that's really fun and like you see that and then you unlock the epilogue and it's like oh pleasant pleasant little doodad it yeah it it is interesting to me that it sounds like um despite the lead up to the ending of fate holler hollow ataraxia implying that like all these servants and people who should have been dead um will sort of disappear go back to where they were supposed to be after yeah, this ended this is that kind yeah, of no, they're all alive this, <laughs> this is like they bring up that Ryder is still alive like she's not like in the scene for most of it but like she is like alive and present like it is like this is not 
Oh, so Ryder isn't a servant anymore? She's actually, like, a person? Or? No, 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 no. She's, like, still, like, a servant. But she's, like, out. She's, she's like, out biking her, around yeah. or something. Oh, but, okay. Because, like, like, that that was also the, the Heaven's Feel ending. Like, she... Yeah, it, if it, anyone, it like, she's supposed to be but, there. But also Saber. Yeah, is Saber there. is still there. But, like, it, it is, it is like, a slightly improved ending over... Like, they, they do act like people have died. Like, people died at some point. Like, in the, in the Grail War. But, like... This is, like, a, an idealized, like, a little bit better, but not as, like, perfect as the Hollow Ataraxia thing. Okay. So, like, everyone is still growing and hanging out, but, like, it's a little more grounded. We can probably assume that uh, Kazuki and Castor, and Castor are both yeah. gone, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, Lancer is still alive. Yeah, because um, he... Kyrie is obviously yeah, dead. Yeah, so, like, Lancer got bound to uh, Karen and... No, uh... The thing is that Bazit still has her command. Uh, no, uh, Bazit still has the contract, so Lancer is still her servant. But because uh, Karen has the command seals from like taking care of her and like inheriting them from Kyrie, uh, she can't right. actually like command Lancer, even if like right. But La- my point was just Lancer. Is yeah, still yeah, yeah. Lancer is still around also. But like no mention of like Gilgamesh also being her servant. So like, like it is just like so. No idea what's up with Gil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which. I will be honest, like, I, I get it's an amalgam happy ending, but I also kind of don't like that very much. I, I, I think it's well earned. I I, I, I don't disagree, uh-huh. like, but I don't know. It, it They deserve it, but it wasn't narratively earned in that same way, if that makes sense. Like, I, if we're going to get that ending, I want to have seen that I, on yeah. the page, and it just yeah, wasn't I, there. Uh-huh. And, my opinion of it is, like, similar to your Sierra in that... I like that ending, and it's it's the sort of ending that I personally would write. But also, it feels well. Also, I'm conflicted because it feels weird to me following the the stuff we had previously gotten in Fate Hollerad Axial. Like you said, it doesn't feel like it was set up for that. I, I'm also just a Heaven's Feel Mark, too. Uh-huh. so like yeah. that that also. Whereas me. I, whereas I am like the Golden Days. Stand, the sunny days stand extremely yeah. fair <laughs> oh. I, I i am just like a hollow ataraxia like you're through and through and i really like this like it just like ending on a note like this is this is the end like and for the most mm-hmm. part it is like for like yeah they don't really, do anything more with this really, particular they don't come back to this Fate is really, really, really in love with everyone's designs and is, like, loves to bring yes. them back for, like, Grand Order, like, Muramasa and Ishtar and everyone. But, like, yeah. for the for the most part, like, other than, like, a very a small, like, Rin cameo in the magic school every now and then, like, it just lets them chill. Like, they earned it. They earned a break and, like, freedom from, like, all of the things that are, like, hurting them. Yeah. The one where they're in, like, uh, the computer, too, like, they're in that, but, like, they're just fundamentally different Yeah, no, right? like, uh, like, Shinji's, like, a hacker, like, Rin's, like, a terrorist, like, it is just, like, a, like a whole different... <laughs> Good yeah. for her. I don't want to say too exactly. much about Fate yeah. Extra, but it is, a, it is a totally different universe. Yeah. Like, as, as far as we are concerned, like... This is the last thing that happens in in this storyline. Yeah, we're, we're gonna read Fate Zero, and that'll fill in like some stuff about the Fourth Grail War. But uh-huh. yeah, this is this is this is the ending to Shiro, Rin, and Sakura's storyline. I, I and I am glad for it. Like it's really surprising for how often like Fate as a whole just cannibalizes itself for stuff that like 
they don't ever come back yeah, to it. That's but the one I thing they glad. haven't done that I'm shocked that they haven't done. Yeah. Like, Na- Nasu clearly just feels like, nope, no more. We're, we're done with this. It, it's like, uh, for, for like a while, like, uh, Garden of Sinners was this for people. Like, apparently, like, everyone felt, like, so scared of, like, using a Garden of Sinners character in, like, anything ever again. And, like, Hollow Araxia sort of became, like, a follow-up to that. Like, once it's like, okay, you can put Mikia in this, like, one spin-off thing, like, for a bit. But, like, no one's really Garden ready of- to pop Bazit off again. Garden of Sinners is the one with the sicko girl with the, with the sicko girl. boyfriend who murders people, yep, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay, cool. Okay, wait, yeah. Okay, for a second I was like, Mika has never hurt someone in his life. He's the softest, most normal boy in the world. Yeah, no, I, I was talking about the yeah, girl. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. The sentence was just she... a little bit weird, but yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. The girl's insane. The boy's normal. God, I need to watch that, huh? Oh, oh yeah, we're, God, I need to figure out where I'm going to put Garden Sinners. I mean, it was the it was the first novel, so if you had wanted to start, like, you would have started with it. Yeah, yeah, I just really want to start with Fate, because that's what yeah, we I get Yeah, I get to, Yeah, we, we, <laughs> I'm not doing this, like, totally yeah. in, in, No, like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I definitely get it. Order, we also are... <laughs> okay, so you're gonna you're gonna have to do it before uh, before getting to like the El Malloy stuff because like I think that's yeah. where Mikia shows up. Yeah, there's a part of me that wants that wants to do all that stuff before we get to Carnival Phantasm because mm-hmm. like Carnival Phantasm is kind of a the culmination of, of like, like yeah, all yeah, the yeah. all the jokes and memes of like about like Tsukihime, Garden of Sinners, and Fate. Yeah, so I kind of want to get get through all that stuff b- before we sort of do mm-hmm. like carnival phantasm yeah 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 uh but yeah um god uh what was i gonna so i guess yeah we should do you... i know that i and kim both talked a lot about like final thoughts on the game during our epilogue did you have any final thoughts you were to gosh add? um I I like this game. Like I I don't think it is as good as Fate Stay Night. Um, yeah, but I think it, it for all the times it really frustrated me, um, spe- and specifically me as the big Rin fan. <laughs> uh, for all the times it hurt me personally. Oh. Um, yeah, this is like a targeted assassination. <laughs> like, My condolences. Th- there, there are a lot of good things in it, and there's like a lot of stuff about it where it's very much like it's celebration of the characters of fate really hits, um, and the overarching plot line of of, of Bazette and Avenger. Uh, absolutely smashes it like just perfect execution of of that storyline um the for all its faults i can't i can't really hate it that much um so so overall like i i came away enjoying it and thinking like yeah i i had a good time with this despite all like the things that that make it really frustrating to like dig through to that really good stuff yeah i i think i was probably frustrated by the pacing 
a little bit more than you. Yeah, um, I, w- I, I was more content game... to like vibe with some of the fluffier things. <laughs> yeah, I, and like again, like I like slice of life yeah. stuff, but like when they are cutting the pacing as hard as this they were in this game it is really hard for me to enjoy yeah it in the same like way like you like um, there's like a few times during the podcast and like like earlier when like both in this one and just like in earlier ones where you're like oh the like i don't know you said like the the bazit and like avenger stuff is like the real game when like honestly like it was sold as a fan disc like it was like yeah like this is yeah. this is the this is the victory lap like the slice of life like people didn't go in expecting like bazit and avenger like having like a serious fucking arc or anything like, they were like, oh, this is going to be the home right. hangout thing. And, like, I don't know. I went in, and I was, like, I was immensely happy with the Slice of Life stuff. Like, I even when I had, like, weird pacing things or got, like, shitty scenes, I was, like, this is, like, a small part of, like, just, like, a lot of these characters just, like, feeling out being, like, people <laughs> and, like, existing with, without having to fight for, like, the first time in, like, maybe ever. And it's, I, I really, I really, really enjoy just, like, ev- the way every single part of it clicks into place and works. So I think part of it for me is, like, I didn't need or want the homie hangout after Fate Stay Night. Uh. I, that story ended, and I was done. I was good. I did not need or want anything more from that. And so getting the homie hangout stuff is, like, fine, but it's kind of whatever to me. Because, like, I, I didn't need to see that. Um, and, like, so the Slice of Life stuff wasn't really hitting for me in the way where I was getting that catharsis of getting the those Slice of Life moments. Because I was already kind of resolved on those characters um and then like the bazette stuff was showing up and i was like oh this is like interesting narrative and drama and character stuff happening and then you have the slice of life stuff that is just not hitting for me because i am not invested in that same way because these characters arcs has already finished for me because of that first game um and so like i I like this game a lot in retro I, I like having played this game more than i like playing this game if that makes sense yeah. I, like i'm going to enjoy thinking about this game a lot more than i will have enjoyed the actual act uh, of playing it because of those pacing issues but when i think back about the parts i do like i will think about it much more fondly yeah i does that make sense yeah, I, 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 think, I, I get it again i land in right in the middle here where I was kind of looking forward to the homie hangouts. I just, I was just constantly, uh, like having my good times ruined yeah. by the, like, the, the, weird the thing that made. like the the thing that like with like the story it is telling and like requ- like not 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 requiring but like being like hinging on like these are mm-hmm. random scenes that you are pulling in a random order for like Avenger just like experiencing these things and just like enjoying like random moments in time and like uh-huh. like ev- like we've like we had we we had probably like rap like in immensely different experiences in like the order of events we yeah. laid out and like the arc of like characters doing stuff like for sure it, and like that can like so heavily shape like your experience in the way that like if you if someone says they played fate state night like you know like oh they went through it they yeah. went through these three really rounds in order experience they have. Uh, if they say they played hollow at rx you're like oh okay like what's what's some scenes you saw what's what order did you get did you get all the be- did you get all those pool scenes like like how, how'd you feel well, and, uh, and also like the scale of time yeah you played it over just is gonna yeah absolutely like i played it in the cor- so, over and, course and of, like, like a month and like i mean we played it over the course of what like three months and like this kind of 
tight and narrow focus that worked for Fate Stay Night and not really for Hollow Ataraxia. Which, like, I I think definitely does not help those pacing issues anymore because we... It it is very easy if we were just playing it on our own for when we had, like, those two loops where nothing happened to just be like, yeah, two loops where nothing happened. I just had a nice night chilling with the homies. Uh, Not a whole lot of big narrative stuff happened. We recorded our first Um, episode of this in December of 2021. Shut the fuck oh, up! Good, yeah, good it, it took us. It took us eight, it, nearly eight months to uh, to, to. To finish. be fair, to be fair, your computer did die. <laughs> yeah, my computer was dead for like two months, and we had issues. Finding yeah, but also before. that still would have been like five or six months. Yeah how how uh, long how long did fate take? That. Uh, fate took us a while. Like, uh-huh. fate took us about that much uh, yeah but this game's like 20 hours and fate's like 80 i'm looking at my folders uh so we started fate february of 2021 uh and we finished fate uh yeah okay yeah november, yeah I november think. or december yeah okay yeah like a, like a, yes. okay I, 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 we were recording like much less consistently with this yeah because yeah. i was having yeah, so yeah, fate yeah, took yeah, us yeah, about yeah. like Issues. 10 months and so like um in terms of like actual number of episodes, I think it's like what uh, half to maybe two thirds the number of episodes. Uh, it was like it was sixteen for all of Fate Stay Night, and this this will be one, two, three, four, five. So, okay. so six with the episode that we're missing. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, that tracks. So well. I, I, I am fond of this game I, I i the scenes that i like i really 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 like and the scenes that i don't like i'll just forget yeah yeah, yeah basically like because another another one of my issues is like regardless of the order i saw some of the scenes in there are just some where i would have been like i don't think the people making this game like the characters for the same reasons i do <laughs> like yeah like, in a way that 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 makes me uncomfortable in in, in some cases, uh, so yeah, like there, regardless of what order I, I watched them in, there was always going to be that sort of like grinding against me, the, the fan desk, yeah, problem. where it's like I don't, I don't think you get what is actually appealing about Rin. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the issue that happens every time you read a doujin or, like, engage in, like, yeah, a thing. Yeah, like, where, like where this is, like, this oh. is very sharply, like, they just, they threw a bunch of writers at the wall, and some of them stuck so yeah. well, and others... Absolutely. Yeah. Others are just... Others are like, ooh, you aren't working on Fates, though, yeah. are you? Oh, what do you, well, what do you, what do you know about one, one of them? Huh. Yay! I, th- I think I think the one of the I think the Prismalia guy got hired on for Holodoraxia and is stuck around. Cool. Oh, is so he was one of the writers. God, I believe so. I'm not I'm not totally sure, but I I know that there's like a couple. Dang. Fucking dire. Um. Okay, we did have one question. Yes. Um, which I actually didn't think was interesting, which is, uh, what would have changed if they had stuck with the original idea of a female protagonist and a male saber in Fate Stay Night? Would the game have been better or worse? Would there still be a Fate series? Uh, and I think this is interesting specifically because, like, it was so much of Heaven's Feel is about, uh, gendered violence and sexual violence yeah. that, like, the game becomes yeah. really, so really different. Fate Prototype, which is what, like, 
the like type moon has taken to calling like mm-hmm. the pre like stay night version of fate is something that I'm like right. so immensely interested in. And I really love like reading and like finding like stuff about mm-hmm. it. Uh, and like, it, it like originally being like framed as like an o- Otome game and like, just like being such yeah. a different thing is like, I really don't think it would have taken off in nearly the same way. It, it just wouldn't have worked the yeah. same no. way. Like, like Otome games are like, a popular thing like people really like them i sure. i they would not like a, a regular otome game would not be able to like grasp like the public consciousness like in the same way that like this did i think yeah as as easy as it is to dunk on nasu for going like yeah i made the version where king arthur it, it, is yeah. a hot girl and she said it'll sell off. more and, it, and like, it would sell more that's like the thing <laughs> like at, at the end of the day I like mean, he kind of yeah. did make the correct decision um mm-hmm. But well, I also think that, like, operating under the assumption that a uh, Fate prototype would have been, like, a traditional Otome game where you got, like, actual roots that are, like, romance roots as opposed to, like, how we got in Fate Stay Night, which is there, like, the romance is secondary to a degree to, like, the narrative path that is being yeah. chosen. Like, I don't know that it the, the, works the, the same thing, way. I, I, I feel like even if it was an Otome game, it probably would have put the plot first. Like, that just feels probably, like the way Nasu yeah. writes about everything. Like, like Tsukihime is the same way, where, like, the, the plot, yeah. like, so sharply diverges whenever you choose, like, a different girl. Yeah. Like... Especially, like, the near side of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, Fate Stay Night, even after you made the decision to make it um, a shoujo game, essentially, like, uh, it also like was gonna have more roots uh but then that didn't happen so like i i I feel like regardless of of which gendered route he went with like i i think nasu still would have popped off completely yeah nasu would have still yeah oh for sure he would have committed whole hog i just don't think people would have like jived with it as much yeah i i don't think it would have hit the culture the way it did yeah, and like the circles he was like selling it in, and like the yeah, like, for yeah. sure. But like, I, I I am so interested whenever I like find out something about like Ayaka, and it's like, oh, this was like she was gonna be like kind of like a, a sad like girl who's just like very lonely. She summons she summons Saber, and like 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 a, a core part of her character was like, oh, she had like she has to like sacrifice birds to like do magic, but like she doesn't like hurting things, so she just has a bunch of birds that she won't kill just hanging around her house. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, that's kind of charming. It's really charming. There's so many like aspects of it, like uh, that seem like so interesting. And like Hukolin's like original design is so fucking good, and I'm so mad all the time they changed it. Uh, I have no idea what his original okay. design is, and that's fascinating because I think Kirk Hukolin is incredibly hot. Uh, he's so I th- I just think his armor, like he he looks basically the same. His armor just looks so much fucking cool. Just look up like Lancer prototype. His armor looks fucking okay. sick. Lance. Um, yeah, the, the thing I mainly wonder about Prototype is, like, what, um, what, if anything at all, oh, remains okay. of, like, Heavensfield and Sakura? Like, it, it, does it, that the, exist The way, all? the format, like, it seems like they just were not, like, around in the same way. Like, it was a lot about, like, a, the conflict between the main girl and her sister, and, like, hmm. that, and, like, the way they, like, interacted and stuff, and, like... There's, like, other people in, like, this Holy Grail War thing, but, like, it is not, like, 
as outwardly like yeah. it, because like most of it is focused on like romancing these different servants like a lot of it is just like yeah different than how it turns out when it's one servant and two like real actual people but yeah uh that that's that's Lance's right. prototype he's so hot <laughs> his armor his, his arm i like him in the bodysuit no you're I, I like him in his slutty bodysuit you're so insane i I listen. He's I so agree charming. with you. I just think Lancer in his slutty bodysuit is I, I, better I, than the clunky armor. I think armor. armor's so cool. I think his armor's fucking sick. Well, hold up. Does he have? He, he might. Mm, oh, okay. Never mind. I, I'm sticking with what I said. I thought he had asses chaps no. on. But no, they're just they're just like regular pants, nah, and yeah. I'm less into it now. Well, okay. You were insane for a minute there, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I maintain what I said. I think the body the body suit no, is the better no, option know, instead of the armor. Insane, but I also think the assless chaps thing you said was insane. But well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I think the idea of like I I think armor and like like it was just like layered armor and there's like fur and like like it's it looks cool. Oh, it's definitely cooler. <laughs> like I'm not disagreeing. Lynch is just not supposed to be cool. You're saying. I prefer slutty Lancer to cool Lancer. I, I don't know what to tell you. I just think the man should be basically dick out. <laughs> I can't right. wait till we get to fake Grand Order and you get to have an opinion on Kukulin Alter. Kukulin Alter is fucking no, insane. No, I refuse. I, dis- I don't think... I, honestly, I refuse to have an opinion on anything in Grand Order. Kukulin Saber's cute. He has a dog. They're pleasant. Oh, yes, yeah, a Okay, I, yeah. I might take it back. Kukulin Saber might be actually the best then because he has a he has dog. like a very cute dog it's a, it's a good dog it's a good um, dog well, yeah it's a dog <laughs> First, it's good. fair enough um but yeah it, it, final point is just I, I don't know that the game would be better or worse it would have just been a very yeah. different game and like the thing that i liked the most about fate stay night just couldn't exist in that same way so i'm curious yeah. what the, it and also the, it, the it probably like, wouldn't have become as big a franchise yeah yeah, like I don't like reading like reading like Mahotsukai, which is like all like nearly all from like Ayoko's perspective. It is like okay, not like Natsu can can write like like it wouldn't be like insanely like sexist or what. It might have been like a little bit sexist because like Fate's a little bit sexist, but it wouldn't be like horrendous. Yeah. I mean, in, we, like the way that some people talk about it. We we got like a glimpse of what it would have been like because yeah, Fate's like, like starts with the prologue, which is from Rin's perspective, and that yeah, that and just, part like, yeah. rules. Yeah, just like. Something from yeah, Red's perspective sure. would kick ass. Like that's why that's a guy rules. Honestly, that prologue almost feels like an Atome game where like Rin just like has fucking Archer fall fall into <laughs> her house and just lounge squatting. sexily yeah, yeah. on her couch. Like, yeah, it does kind of slap. That does kind of own. Uh I w- I would like to play it either way. I think I I still would seek it out. No matter, no matter the form. Oh, for sure. It, oh, I, if it existed, I would love to see what yeah. it's like. I, I think I'd probably just be equally insane. The way I, I would be insane about Shiro. The way, like about Ayako. The way I am about Shiro. I think <laughs> I'd be like, this girl fucking kicks ass. Uh, this girl has so much damage. I love her. I love this girl's damage. I, something. Okay, something that's like also worth pursuing is like finding like early like Fate Stay Night, like post prototype, but pre like like finalized fate stay night stuff yeah because like there's some insane stuff in there like like mash from grand order was originally a fate like stay night character that like what's going to be like a route 
Like, okay. Oh, shit, even I didn't know that. What? Okay, okay, okay. Her name was, like, Tachi, and it was a girl that Shiro had, like, left to die in the Fuyuki fire instead of, like, helping her. And, like, he saved himself instead of saving her. Oh, my God, her design looks so kick-ass. She looks fucking cool. She's goth. She gets resurrected as, like, a fucked-up zombie master and, like, is out to kill Shiro for abandoning her. This rules! She kicks ass. I'm looking at this right now. This outfit oh, kicks man. ass. Tachi's so cool. I think, like, I love rotating Tachi in my head. I simply love si- girls going sicko mode and being evil yeah. is the thing. Yeah. And so, like, I am extremely God, into I'm this. imagining a, a, a fate stay night route that's basically just oh Koyoni, uh, the the arc of Bakemonogatari with, <laughs> um, uh, with Ogi and Koyomi. Yes. I, I don't, don't yes. I'm still not that far, oh. and I know nothing about Ogi other than the fact that I'm She's going, going to. Love to her. She ruins Aragi's life. Just like, just like this girl showing up, like, in, like at like school, and just like fucking ruining Shiro's life every day. Just being like, oh, hey Shiro, I, uh, have you heard about this trolley I problem? I love when bad things happen to Aragi. Yeah, it's awesome. He deserves every single one. That's why. That's why Kanbaru is my favorite because she rips out his intestines and beats the shit out of him. And uh, it's pretty pog. Frankly, she deserves it. I, I, Tachi's just a character I like to rotate in my head. There's, there's a lot of like weird like errata from like the creation of Fate and Fate prototype. That's like fucking awesome. I just love. I love. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a world in which Shiro is like, where Shiro's got like. Well, not hey, Shiro has goth. Well, that's Sakura. Hey, first of <laughs> yeah, all. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sakura yeah. is big titty goth girlfriend. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but second of all, where Shiro is like has all of this internalized horrifying guilt about like abandoning people, and like that's, everybody's yeah. like, oh, and that, like manifests as hero. And then somebody's like, mm, no, actually, you did. Fuck you. And Shiro has to actually God, deal with can you that. If she was the villain of the Fate Route instead of Kyrie, man. Oh, that would be so good. She's just like, she's just, I love looking at her. Wow. Lord. That makes me, that that makes me retroactively, like, I already feel like MASH in Fate Grand Order is kind of mid. This makes me feel like she's even more mid than I yeah, originally yeah. thought. Yeah, she could, she could be fucked up and goth and be, undead. Yeah. MASH should be less mid if the main character actually existed as a person. No, like, that's, Grand that's Order. what it all comes down to, right? Like, Grand Order is a gotcha yes. game yeah. where you're not, where it is like a self-insert thing that they don't really want to totally commit to. And it's like, it's just cringe. Yeah. Un- unlike, uh, unlike yeah. Honkai Impact, where there is no self-insert. Oh, there's it's just beautiful. No, sorry. It's just, it, there, there is a, there, you are a guy standing on a bridge and then these girls have horrific trauma events that you are not involved in at all. Yeah. You do not exist. Y- you only exist in the weird, uh, open world offshoot thing. That's that is insane. like maybe technically canonical and no one and really knows where it falls in the timeline or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For some fucking reason. Be- Honkai's beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, I love Honkai so fucking much. Honkai, Honkai Impact video is, games, is, a, is a gotcha game where in one of the canonical side materials, two of the girls just fucking uh, do an open mouth kiss uh, as one of them descends into the quantum sea. It's normal for <laughs> girls. I don't know what to tell you. Women do this all the time. Uh, that's true. I'm doing that constantly. Anyway. Anyway, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was Fate Hollow Interactions. Yeah, and some other stuff. 
Thank you for joining yeah, us. I had Tim. a lovely time. It I'm, was great to be here. I'm so glad. Um, and I'm honestly very excited that next we're gonna start on Fate Zero. Um, because f- are, are we watching or are we? I, reading? I, I, I have heard from a lot of people that the books are better. Yeah, I, I've gone I? constantly back and forth on it, and like, I I was sort of on the fence um, up until like. I, I think it was on a recent uh, Gundam, great Gundam project where M was like, y- you gotta read Fate Zero. That's, and I was like, yeah, uh, they're this probably is like, right. <laughs> this is like M and I's biggest breaking point with Fate, because I just don't care about Fate Zero at all. Like, there's guys I like in it, but it is nothing to me. Uh, Waver is my homie, and I would die for him. Waver's so. a funny, Waver's a, okay, listen. Waver, adore him. He's my per- He's a perfect, funny little guy. However... I don't need to know anything. I don't need to know any of this shit. I know that Shiro's dad was fucking stupid and fucked up, and that's why everything sucks. God, Kurt, I didn't. I don't. So I don't. Waver's the one whose boyfriend's with Alexander the Great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Waver. Okay. Waver falls in love with Alexander the Great, uh, who is a d- gigantic beef Under, man. Understandable. Yeah. But, but I. I, don't I respect know. it. I. I. This is. I, it feels like the most unnecessary prequel to me. But it's fine. All I. All I know is that Rin's dad's there, uh, Shiro's dad's there, Kyrie's there being Saber Kyrie. Saber wears a cool suit. And Saber does get a suit. I guess Saber, Saber wears a cool suit. suit. I, I know that now, too. Saber wears a suit. It's all worth it. Never mind. I take back all my, yeah. all my I, personal I words. almost managed to convince Zoe to watch a Fate thing <laughs> by showing her the gift oh, no, of, but... of Saber riding the motorcycle with no, her suit. But... If you got Zoe to watch Fate Zero first, like Zoe's never gonna watch any other Fate stuff. That's gonna, it's gonna. <laughs> I know, but also I knew, I knew it was impossible for me to get her to start with Unlimited Blade Works. So oh, agonizing. <laughs> I, sh- I, I, I did what I could. So you, so you, you had to like, you had to like wave like a carrot in front of her and be like, oh, like Saber flirts with a milf in this one. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're right. Saber gets Saber gets driven around by a milf, and has a lovely time at the beach with a her. A milf who loves drifting. She fucking loves drifting. Okay, maybe I'll like Fate Zero. The thing is, like, there's so many individual moments I could take out, like that I just really like, but it is just yeah. the the problem The problem with the real problem with Fate Zero is that uh, it is like the the Simpsons gag of like the yogurt of like it's it's haunted. <laughs> Like, oh me! I have watched a single episode oh, okay. of The Simpsons like right. ever. I know nothing it's about a, The yeah, Simpsons. It's a series of like, oh, this this good thing happened, but also there's this cursed thing. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Because again, it is it is written by Genu Rabuchi. my eternal enemy. So the thing is, I really like Madoka, but Fate Zero just doesn't hit. I, listen, I love Madoka. Madoka is among some of my favorite things. Genurubushi should not <laughs> be allowed enemy. to talk about Madoka. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, fair we... enough. You got, I, I won't disagree with you there. How do you, how, how do you feel about Kamen Rider Gaim? Have you hit that up? Uh, I, I... Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of Gaim. I think Gaim is mostly funny because I have no investment like in Kamen Rider as a whole. I've watched the first episodes of Gaim but haven't gone I, I recommend it. It's pretty good. It's no, it's no Madoka. I feel like I feel like uh, Molly would be disappointed with me if I did not watch X Aid before I watched. No, Gaim. yeah, no. Okay, the thing is, X Aid fucking kicks. You got to go with that. X Aid's just actually good. Is the I gotta X-Aid, watch X-Aid's the great. one about gamer doctors. It's <laughs> they're gaming. No, you can't say. 
They are gaming, okay. is the thing. They are gaming. That's the thing. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought you said a different word there. What did I say? What? No, I said gaming. I thought you what? said gaping. <laughs> Why would I say that? I don't know, but that's what I heard. <laughs> I, okay, I didn't. I didn't. This we is need a to, disaster. Yeah. We need to end four, this before okay, four, Iris yeah, hears no, any other four, words. Four hours is Iris's podcasting limit. We have to. We have to put her back in the grail. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye everybody thank you we'll let you know what rate we're reading books at eventually when we decide that goodbye Bye-bye. bye